0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash press pause radio and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. month of february man it's been busy month and then there is the valentine's day the v-day okay v-day for your day um and I don't, I don't i don't know how well i mean well isn't this your first v-day andrew with with the baby With bide? it's true it is correct so
1: we didn't do anything eventful whatsoever because <laughs> ba- baby does not baby does not allow it we do not celebrate. Baby is not on board baby. for Valentine's Day. Ba- baby baby, not on board, which yeah, secretly kind of worked out for me, too. But I won't say that, you know. <laughs> but I, 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 I I, I did say it publicly by what I wasn't saying that publicly
0: before.
2: Ouch. Yeah, oh, it's cool. God, it's that cool. That sounds she like it, a, a really shitty
0: Hallmark movie, too. Baby <laughs> not on board for Valentine's. Or like a Lifetime movie, maybe. E- yeah. I don't a know. A Lifetime it could original be- movie baby not on board the oh, no Valentine's Day story the no Valentine's Day like they're denied Valentine's Day starring, it's there and star- they can't starring have it.
1: starring Meredith Baxter Bernie I think it's usually the one that's always in those movies right
0: oh yeah oh wait hold on but we got to think of oh, I'm trying to think of somebody right now that could really use the work and Michael Madsen so. he
1: might he might fit that role pretty well what's uh, what's Jonathan Taylor Thomas doing nowadays does he need some work I haven't uh, seen him around heroin Oh, uh, that's a bummer. Well, he could do a Lifetime movie, get some extra funds for that.
0: <laughs> he, could, he could. Yeah, he'd be he'd be typecasted as the heroin addict, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I don't know about you, but I generally tend to see those at least once in every Lifetime movie that comes across uh, my television screen. Sir, Sarah, Valentine's Day, buddy. How how was your Valentine's Day?
2: What did I do for Valentine's Day? I kind of forget. Uh...
0: That's a bad
1: sign. Oh, it's true. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of skipped the entire month of February, so yeah, we, we, we've we been incognito for a while.
2: What did yeah. we do? I forget. I couldn't tell you what we did on Valentine's Day. I think we what did we do? I forget. Bone I down. can't tell you.
1: What? <laughs> you, can, you, you can't tell us. It's a
2: secret. <laughs> uh... No, no, it's, I, no, I know. I genuinely forget. Uh, I know we did something. I just don't know what. We just might have stayed in and
0: He'll scream it out loud in the middle of the podcast.
2: <laughs> Fucking tobogganing! we we tobogganed something. What Bamper? Oh, I came back and uh What's a toboggan? Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I think we just like sat in and played video games all day. That's the way fun. it yeah. should
0: be done. Good
1: Good toboggan,
2: man.
0: Good dude. Man. It's like the same shit they do in cool runnings. <laughs> like a like a sled, you mean a sled? It's, it's
2: not not a, bo- a bobsled. Sled. sled. Well, no, but it's toboggan is different. very uh, similar toboggan. to. Sledding. Uh, yeah, ra- it's basically just thing. just like a sh- a sheet of aluminum that you sit on and wing yourself down a hill.
1: It, it's like it's like when you go to the store and you buy those round things that are like trash can lids, but they make them like sleds, so you have to pay more money for them.
2: <laughs> Screw what, that, the, man! Uh, the plastic saucers. Yeah, yeah. Eh. God, or mm. better still, crazy carpets. It's just like this nearly frictionless. Things, Nearly frictionless uh, piece of plastic a with a handle on of, it. Of yeah, of plastic with a with a handle on it that whips you down the hill so fast, you've got no yep. control, and God and, help you if you hit a jump.
1: And a, hand, a handle, which by handling me just a hole cut into the very front of it, so you can hold <laughs> exactly. on to the lip. and It makes me feel exactly. mildly racist as I'm riding it down the hill.
0: Jesus,
1: um, you know,
0: funny enough, it's not, it's
1: not really racist because only white people go sledding, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I mean, because you it can't be racist to that? white
0: people. It's just it's it's completely
3: I'm, just I'm not. Just,
1: I'm observing what 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 they do when it's snowing. They should stay inside and just be smart and and stay warm and not get sick. But like, nah, fuck it, let's go outside. Let's jump into this shit.
2: Yeah, I just I I don't. Let's cause grievous bodily harm to ourselves via gravity and a very fastly accelerating piece of plastic and very hard ground. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah
0: well, the thing is too um I don't know uh i'm so I actually went snowboarding for the very first time like a year ago to try it, and i own the only prior experience that I had to snowboarding was Mexican snowboarding. Mexican Whoa, snowboarding okay. is just basically going doing the same thing you would do snowboarding except it's on just duney ass sand hills. Man, Mm. it is totally different. It 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 sounds like a very comparable fucking uh pastime to snowboarding. It totally isn't. You have way more control and it actually it hurts way more when you fucking like fall because you're just Yeah, man,
2: it's all about that speed.
0: Yep. Yeah. And it that's the thing. It's not as fast as snowboarding. But yeah, I I'm just so like it's it's like with every passing year, even though I I see it not so much. I'm just I'm not a fan of it. Like we can't even fucking like even if like it, it's pretty much the snow is the biggest reason why we won't even be at PAX East this year. The snow is essentially like barricaded fucking Boston in, dun, into its dun. own little private dark age. Like I done ruined it, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I I wouldn't be surprised if like Arnold Snow Schwarzenegger was just there would just go cool party. Like, fucking, it's, it's... Were you
2: were you going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm, oh, man. No. Were, were you honestly going to say that? I the, I, I totally name,
0: was, and I'm just like, I don't know if I <laughs> can get that punny, man. That That's Sarah's thing. And then Sarah, dude, like, he was on my level. Because, like, I, I made the mistake of trying to broach his level, and that's what I get for it. Yeah, called he, out. You know, you
1: he know stopped they it right then there,
0: man. man. Okay. Yeah. You know, what
2: my Valentine's
0: say? Day... It was actually all right. We it was great actually. Um we had a stereotypical Valentine's Day like I fucking I took her mini golfing and then after I took her mini golfing, uh, we went and uh we went out for a movie, we went out for dinner, and then we just hung out. It was, it was it was it was so silly because we were just like you know, uh we pretty much do this every other time we hang out, sans the mini golfing. So I don't know. It's it's silly just how much stock people put into Valentine's Day and like I don't you know, I I'm, I'm just curious to hear like how two married folk handle it. And so far, yeah. About, we about, we forget about it. We forget about it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's Valentine's Day for you guys every day. Um at least you're not that one guy. There was a guy who dumped his fiance on Valentine's Day. Because she wasn't excited enough for Spider-Man to return back to the Marvel Cinematic ah! Universe,
2: man. Yes. You know what I say to that? You know, you know what she yeah. got off easy. Yeah, I'd
1: say so because that bitch isn't ready for Spider-Man to be part of the fucking Avengers. Fucking kick her ass to the curb. Yeah, good, I good riddance, man. I,
0: <laughs> you know, and it's great because like when I'm reading like the different articles that that talk about this and without. Dude, without even like seeing a picture of like the fucking poor couple, well, poor woman and fucking like really passionate nerd,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I, you know, I, I,
3: I immediately I don't, like
0: fedoras just immediately came.
1: No, to mind. I don't blame him. If if, <laughs> if if somehow, some way, in our lifetime, Wolverine jo- joins the Avengers in the next series of movies, and my wife isn't excited about it. I will divorce her, and I will disown my child.
3: Wait,
0: what?
1: What?
3: Because
0: by proxy?
1: Just because. Yeah, the, the baby doesn't know any better, but the baby better <laughs> be excited. Ba- ba- baby's on borrowed time if you're not excited about Wolverine joining the Avengers. It's going to be amazing. Have you read Infinity Gauntlet? It would be amazing. How can you not be excited about that?
0: I think I think you blurred the lines of sarcasm facetious a long time ago dude cuz I don't I can't follow anymore I can't you, you, tell you don't know something. you not know if I'm telling the truth or not do you <laughs> No I, I it's 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 a little frightening but It's just going to it's just going to be a waiting game. We'll just see what happens.
1: <laughs> it, it it's your move now Marvel Studios.
0: Will you put Andrew's married life in jeopardy? Do you want to break
1: up this happy home? We'll
0: see. Oh my god. Ugh. Well, Sorry I didn't mean to get so dark.
2: It would... Meanwhile, on Press Pause Radio.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, when out, I heard that, dabbled, I, I totally heard, like, the cosmos shifting, like, every other, like, fucking uh, wipe away towards, like, old superhero cartoons. Meanwhile. And the, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: like
0: That Super Friends cut. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should throw that in there just for good measure, so I don't sound so much like an idiot. This is uh, Press Pause Radio, episode ninety-three. We're gonna touch base on uh, something a little close to home. So fuck it, because you know it's been coming up a lot lately. So why don't we touch uh, upon it? Uh, video game reviews, like, just how effective are they now? I mean, just what, what exactly, what kind of influence do they honestly have in within the collective? community of video games whether it be uh the community itself the industry just you know do they need an overhaul what is there is there something that we can do because honestly there's been a, a a large disconnect that's been only getting bigger uh as with every with every passing quarter so yeah we'll, we'll talk about that but a bunch of fucking other shit first so we'll cue the theme music And welcome, 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 welcome. So, uh, yeah, joining us for this evening, we've got we've got the stellar trio here. Um, Keyword on trio, not so much stellar. That that's up to you guys to put that that sort of stock in uh, our abilities.
2: Yeah, it's up to interpretation.
0: Exactly. And, uh, with that said, I, uh, Georgia Boy to welcome you all here to my right i have the lovably passionate i weird i i just i had no idea the dedicated uh marvel alumni uh among uh all all forms of media including cinema andrew how you doing buddy
1: the toast keeping the ladies first
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be my new tagline i think Uh, i'm trying it out um, you got you got to let me know how that works out for you. Like, get back I don't to think me it's gonna that. go well. Not
1: the way I've been acting lately. <laughs> no,
0: I <laughs> not at I, all. I, I'm I'm starting like I'm a little concerned. A little but... bit, yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it, it it's gonna be an adventure that we take together, dude. I'll I'll happily hold your hand and we'll fucking we'll we'll walk that fucking like that journey of shame to the fucking Mount Mordor of divorce. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: we,
2: we, 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 there we will be ridges and they will be come to and they will be passed
1: and we'll make sure we get rid of the one ring which will be the one she gives back to me then I try to sell and pawn
2: <sighs> and, yeah, oh, and, and then it's just going to be that it's just gonna be, there's going to be a pawn shop called Mount Mordor god
1: damn it man this is going to be a
0: good movie <laughs> <laughs> it, it already sounds like a Wes Anderson film to be honest Like Anderson. I can only imagine you uh, with a five year flash forward with a comb over and some shitty glasses, and then like a goatee. That's <laughs> about right. Yeah, uh, and then and then to my left, I have the the impenetrable, the Rico Suave, the fucking Don Juan of the cast, Sarah. because I mean he dude, he's on point every day, twenty four seven with his romance, three sixty five. He
2: doesn't. That's, that sounds awesome, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> Uh, I b- I
0: believe it. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with it. I mean, dude, you, you only dude, you got to be the example. You got to be the one, because clearly none of us are fucking fit for it.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm the one leading by example.
0: Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> Press Pause Radio episode ninety three. So let's go ahead and discuss what's on tap for y'all. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and touch on a bunch of news that we missed within February. We're gonna give you guys all our takes handles and whatnot and uh after that we're definitely going to broach on uh, what's in your console uh from then on we are then going to go ahead and uh fucking slam down on the feature topic which would be video game reviews and our our take on just as as i mentioned earlier that that disconnect that uh i don't know that apprehension that uh, readers and even writers alike have starting to, started to feel, uh, and why we think that's kind of taken the form that it is, or uh, maybe I don't know. There there there's something that's a bit antiquated about the process that that's no longer working as well as it used to, or at least so we may m- muse. There there's more to talk about it. So yeah, that that's the show in a nutshell. Man, uh, I it, yeah, it's very fucking. I think this is the most organized we've ever been. Maybe we've needed this break.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, it wasn't too bad, yeah. I just, I just miss you guys. Like I said, Aww, like this, this is said. always the best part—just talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got plenty of other announcements. We've got uh, lots of play plays that are coming up. Uh, definitely, definitely some fun stuff to talk about. And uh, as we record this, I mean, GDC is. Fucking around the corner, so we are definitely gonna have a presence at GDC. So you guys should definitely stay tuned for that. But yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's mm, let let's tread upon that newsy, that news, those fucking those life events in the in the world of video games.
1: Yeah, so, you guys so, are, so you guys are definitely I, on board. I'm super excited about the news. Oh, man. What, All what right. happened? So, what happened?
0: Let... Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, first off, Club Nintendo is discontinuing, which is a fucking bummer, because I'm literally 40 coins away from getting that goddamn messenger bag, and I cannot... I got so desperate that I found out that I could redeem Link's crossbow training, and it worked. And, Do it, yeah. You need to get something for that, right? Yeah. So now... Um. Now it's only a matter of time whether or not I can wait for the fucking post-play surveys. I've never waited on those damn things so mm-hmm. fervently. So, so the thing I wonder about Club Nintendo discontinuing—they're dis going to have something
1: afterwards, correct? I think. Yeah. I think it, it, it was said they were going to come out with something afterwards.
2: Yeah, allegedly, but we don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, we don't know what, or if they'll even offer anything to the same. You know that they have. For what they have currently which i don't know i kind of appreciate that the club nintendo does exist in, in the way it does because you know microsoft's rewards system is kind of ridiculous like to get even like a couple of dollars added to your account you have to spend a ridiculous amount to get anything um and sony has nothing at all like they, they kind of do but you have to sign up for like a sony account and like it's not even like a playstation account it's just like a sony account you have to sign up for to get rewards and that's also a terrible system. So I like, guess like the only thing that I think kind of rewards you for buying their products. And I hope they keep it going in the same, like I, I doubt we'll get physical stuff anymore. I, I just don't see that happening. I think it'll honestly just be more just downloads like they've been doing recently.
0: Yeah. Like last year's platinum prize was just a free game.
1: More downloads. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: think that, I think there's going to go that way from now on, which, you know, that's cool. I mean, they, they offer some decent downloads of games, um, but it does make me kind of miss the, the, the times of you know the warp pipe statue and and the uh the the mario
0: what was it like the pin set that they had at one point i missed out the on platinum. the pin set but i do have mm-hmm. the mario statue <laughs> i and... have
2: uh i've got two of the pin back badges that they had there the shiny metal ones
0: ah yeah yeah i do remember those too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah be, i, got, I,
1: I think... got the
2: one that has mario's face and the other one that's like mario toad and louis uh not luigi that's yoshi yeah the Uh, only around a big star yeah
0: the only platinum prize i that that i don't have would be that one i i had the game and watch the collections for ds those were platinum prize at one point those are really cool i think those are definitely uh i would think the the most illustrious still uh besides the statue yeah that Mario and Gang statue was the one afterwards, and then the Luigi's Mansion statue was cool. I don't know if that was considered a platinum prize. Yeah, yeah, you had to have a shitload of coins. I, I thought
1: that. that's
2: yeah. I've got the Mario hat.
0: No, oh, I didn't have the Mario hat. I didn't
1: even know that was a platinum prize. Yeah, no, that, that year was
2: f- that was their first one.
1: That was, and that year, you know, I picked instead of that. The uh, dock. Don't, look, don't the, say the calendar. Th- the swimsuit no, calendar. No, the 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 docks punch out. Aww. Oh, I know,
0: I know. I didn't, I didn't know, guys. I didn't know where were you, dude? I would have been on that too. Cause I, 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 it, it seemed like, oh man, this is never gonna come back. And it, and you know and what? Now it is. It's it there. Just barely came back though. That was mm. years ago. So I, I'd understand that mind frame. But, but like, when the fuck are you actually gonna wear that hat? And how, just how legit of a hat is that? I can tell you it's only probably
2: j- only just legit. And uh, it's more of a plush than than a hat, but it's still wearable. Mm. I was able to do it.
0: Mm. But anyway, yeah, good. Man. I, my, my biggest worry about the whole thing is like, okay, so the newest stuff to come out of Nintendo so far since the, the announcement of the, uh, the impending foreclosure of the club uh, is Majora's mask for 3ds and Kirby and the rainbow curse, as well as the new, Nintendo 3DS, which we'll also talk about, and new new 3DS, new new 3DS, yes, um, and yeah, none like if you can try to register your 3DS, it'll straight be like, no, dude, fucking, you're yep. not
1: getting anything for it. Uh, the, the last thing that you could have registered, I think, through Club Nintendo probably was Smash, and that's like they're they're done after that, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, even like if you look in Majora's Mask or uh rainbows cursors no codes no no codes nothing to register um and also uh because again i'm just trying to get that fucking messenger bag um i found out that certain codes can expire it'll be like "Ah, yes yes it is true Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get shit for this i'm so mad (laughs) sorry you can register that copy of golden sun for ds
1: nerd (laughs) um I'm not talk talking to you. you. That's saying, actually one like of like the expired ones. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I'm sorry. I actually had that happen too.
0: Oh man. Sorry. I yeah. I I was just I registered it and then they're like, oh you can't you can't do this. I'm like, dude, fucking really? Like I think the talk. last successful one I was able to get was uh Lynx crossbow training. And then Pokemon Conquest, because I was just like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about registering this. Like, it's just weird, like, the pile of shit that I'll have next to my computer. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. And then, like, I go and look at the eligible ones and, like, the Pac-Man games, Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventure. They're like, yeah, this is totally eligible to register. I'm like, really? There are no fucking codes in them. And I know I bought these brand new. So, mm. um, yeah, don't. I I don't know. So, there. I don't know.
2: I think as a whole, though, Club Nintendo sort of took a serious nosedive after the pin set. Yeah, like when when the pin set was the was the platinum reward, and it wasn't even really that great. I mean, it was only just a bunch of, you know, pin one inch wide pin backs that were kind of dubious in quality. Uh, After that, it all just kind of going it going to crap anyway. It was it was either digital rewards or half hearted physical stuff that uh you know like shoelaces for example like and mm. and even then the sh- the shoelaces wouldn't even work on my dumb shoes because they're too big, yeah, they're
1: very thick shoelaces I have a pair of those too I kind of wish I wouldn't have, like wasted my points knowing that like now if I really wanted to use them, I can't you know like i, I just like with these game downloads though like oh man i I have gotten so many games but now I'm just like no nothing not even a poster set
0: i can hmm. get like i like i said i'm like 40 away from and i, and I want to say like the the messenger bags 800 so yeah i'm at like 760 Man, so i'm just waiting for points
2: like i've got that messenger bag and it's not fantastic oh you were able to get the
0: majora's mask one?
2: Oh, majora's mask well I, no i got the the star one that they had a while back is it that you you think it's gonna be the same one it's probably gonna be the same thing I just want like, it for the iPad. The, the coolest thing that they had was the Game and Watch, which I got. Mm,
1: the actual Game and Watch, not just like yeah. the DS game. Oh, that's cool. Oh,
2: oh, I got both DS games too. Yeah. They had an actual Game and Watch.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very brief though.
0: I remember that. Huh. Mm-hmm. I just kind uh... of. I want like the, all the cool shit that like Japan got, which is just weird uh, because it was going in that direction, and man, then that
2: Super that's not... Famicom Classic controller was the shit. I would have gotten one of those in a heartbeat.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I got the, the Pikmin tote. I thought that was kind of nice to have. But I mean, fuck. what? Like, do you see me using a tote bag anytime soon? Not really. So <laughs> it just kind of sits there. But it was, you know, whatever. It was cool. Hmm. Well, there you go. Nintendo.
0: Well, I don't know, man. Uh, I think at, as you guys got coins right now, because all the coins are disappearing no matter what by June. So, if I'm unable to get... If I'm unable to get that message back, So,
1: have they said, like, if you did reach the status of Platinum, that
0: you'll get something then? Or... No. I don't think they have. I think at this point, it's just a bragging right, because I have, but like, Mm -hmm. that's it. I just know that I'll get Mewtwo uh, by April.
1: Um... And I registered both copies of Smash, and I haven't even seen anything about that soundtrack yet, either.
0: Oh, I did. It told me that I wasn't gonna get it. Wow. Why? Because apparently I didn't register them uh, in time. Oh. Which is stupid. Yeah. I, I did because they never put like a time frame on it. They it, just it was like... That is January. stupid. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. So I don't... And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I, I'm not tripping off of the soundtrack. Because I don't know if it... I don't remember if it's a physical or digital one anyway. but it's physical, yeah. Eh, either way. I mean... I the Mewtwo alone is just if anything like the the speculation that we had is that it's gonna be a, a Mewtwo amiibo which if that god, is the case so cool. oh my god yeah and then like dude they're I think Nintendo would avoid doing that though because I don't know how many people would scream in anger uh-huh. like from All not the getting get the platinum yeah not being able you know what I mean you know yeah. what, though? I, I looked at the uh, the allocation for coins, and there were a lot of games, like a shitload of... Like, pretty much anything that you bought on eShop, even if it wasn't first party, got you coins. And if Oh, you, cool. Yeah, and then if you got... Like, say you got the digital version of it, you got 20 more coins. Damn. Yeah, like, Nintendo... Re- like, it, it, that was their weird way of really... Uh, driving home the digital sales, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, you know, I. I guess I they could do that if they
1: had some kind of like better hard drive, you know, <laughs> situation for the Wii U. I mean, I guess you can use external, but still, like, I have a th- I have the thirty two gig uh, Wii U system, and I think I have Hyrule Warriors and Pikmin three downloaded, and like it's it's
0: full. <laughs> yeah, I have Game and Wario and Wind Waker and a uh, shitload of others, and it's pretty much near full i i actually just pushed the, the hardware storage for my playstation 4 um and it dear god i never thought it was a big deal until i started looking at some of the uh sizes of the files to play like the order is like 45 gigs mm. for an install I am like that is disgusting um even destiny destiny is like 22 like so, I was looking at probably,
3: my...
1: probably,
0: probably not even including updates and stuff like that. I bet. Oh uh, no, it's including updates and whatnot. Not that's, like that's the probably. DLC though, because I haven't, I haven't yeah. really gotten that far. But even then, that game it makes sense. Not the fucking order. Yeah. Uh um, it's, it, it's those visuals, man. Uh, Ugh, those graphics. We'll, we'll touch more on that later. Yeah. But yeah, uh, aside from other Nintendo-related news, though. Uh, this is more rumor mill, but still, uh, it's coming from some pretty like, uh, some pretty credible sources, but yeah, fucking Zelda, Netflix, what what do you guys think about that? And I lo- I love the rumor too, because where it came from, the big tagline is going to be like, oh yeah, it's like a family friendly game of Thrones <laughs> that like, you can't do that. That's that's like a that's like a G-rated porno. It just doesn't work. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) But here's the thing, though. I mean, there were a lot of outlets that have been talking about this. And has it been confirmed as a real thing or no? Is it still just a rumor?
0: It's a very strong rumor. rumor, But like every like even non gaming outlets have like reported on it. Yeah. So I. You know, I don't know exactly how, but like, you know, what's weird is usually when Nintendo gets wind of something like this, they'll deny it, and Nintendo has done nothing to deny these rumors, like at all. So, you know, who knows? But I don't know. Do you guys? You think? You know, I, I, I'm that schmuck that owns that 13 episode fucking box set of of like, excuse me, princess. God. So, well, hey, it, it's really weird how many things right that cartoon did, except when Link got, they made Link get all pervy. Except for the
1: things that everyone remembers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I think, like, that, that, uh, I, I don't know, that, that presentation of, of Ganon and, and just how, just how they directed, like, his character, especially with his, like, really key- creepy, like, tonal changes within his voice anything from like fucking high-pitched skeletor to like really deep and fucking satanic like all in the same breath i thought was like even to this day i'm just like man that's like one of those really cool things that like belongs to 90s cartoons in terms of like i i don't know in in terms of just production value you know as silly as that may sound um but i think with the lore and even then like nintendo's done more and more to kind of flesh out zelda especially with the encyclopedia the the established timeline like it was always this very vague open to interpretation property that like the fans like always just like embraced and and did with their own and now like nintendo's kind of taken the wheel on it a little bit and i think with what they've done lately I I think it'd be really cool as long as they're involved because the last time something like this happened with one of their properties and they weren't fucking involved um we we got John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins like getting really drunk and I mean we've already we've already covered that movie to a fucking tea. I mean you can you can go back and listen to that commentary episode we did for our 5th anniversary Was it our 5th anniversary? Uh uh oh man well, that's when we got really,
1: really drunk. If, I don't think I remember. If it
2: wasn't the fifth, it was definitely the fourth.
1: <laughs> it was the fourth, actually. No,
0: yeah, the fifth one was Mortal Kombat. We did
2: not yeah, yeah. get drunk.
1: Mm-hmm. No, we did not. The fourth one we did, yeah. and oh. fuck California.
0: Yeah, that that was the yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Oh.
1: Anytime time anyone says California, it makes me super mad.
0: It just a fucking it just drives a like. This says just, as, it, just as California. I'm like, mm. this like mm-hmm. fucking permeable permeable rage just fucking like exudes from you um but anyway yeah i i don't know man i think i think it'd be good if as long as nintendo is involved and even then i mean let's see i think the one the one netflix series that's like been a success so far the two actually is orange is the new black and Mm. house of cards house of cards yeah yep Agreed. I,
1: House of Cards. And the best thing about this, I guess, is if it is through Netflix, you know for sure once it does come out, you can watch the entirety of it, at least the the, the season, like all all at once. You don't have to wait. You don't have to, you know, set your recordings like it's just it's there. Just watch away. And, and it's so exciting that Netflix offers that like you're right. House of Cards. Like I went crazy when I first started that. because I'd wait a while to watch that series once I got into it, I was like, season one, season two. And then I had to like wait anxiously for the third season to finally come out. Um, but the, the quality is amazing. I mean, everything Netflix has done so far, I think, is definitely well worth it. Um, Peaky Blinders is really good. Uh, the Daredevil uh, live-action series is coming up real soon uh, through Netflix. So, yeah, a lot of really good stuff. So,
3: Well, um,
0: yeah, I mean... <laughs> Aside, they, they do have their misses, though. Like I, you know, we're, we're talking about an established, beloved property,
1: Lily that, Hammer or whatever that one show is that's on there. that looks kind of terrible. That I like,
0: was actually going to talk about Arrested Development, which see,
1: I never, I never watched the the newer stuff, so I, I was not really...
0: good. It's just it's pandering. Mm.
1: It's really pandering. Well, well, it, it, isn't the fact that he tried to bring it back anyways just kind of pandering
0: anyways? Well, no, because there wasn't a whole lot of closure. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, when it when the series ended on Fox, there really wasn't. And just, you know, between Portia del Rossi, like looking really weird and old, like, I I, I don't know, it's weird. And then just like there would be so many out of place callbacks just, you know, to kind of read some people. Like, are, I don't even hey, remember. guys, Arrested Development, Bluth, you get it? Bluth. And they're like you know what i mean it, it didn't feel very organic as a season on its own it was like it just hinged very much on like all these established jokes just so making a do, return do you, do you fear like,
1: like that maybe they'll try that with zelda like try to have like you know like for the hardcore like try to put in things into the series that really don't have a place just to like check it out hook shot doesn't really make sense doesn't really work but here it is you know what i mean like you think they'll try like like, do, do they compromise, like having it be a, a, a good to watch show with some kind of believability just to kind of bring in all these aspects of the game? Or do they. You know, go like just like really, really far on the game aspect of it. Without I know like, that make it seem like it's good to be live action, like at that point, might as well just be animated if they want to make it too like over the top and too out of the realm of like, you know, being realistic.
0: Yeah, I just you know I don't really know how you know. I mean, I guess, I guess how dec- well it would translate into into that like, kind okay. of format.
1: Let, let me ask you this: the the April Fool's joke they did for IGN uh, years back for the live action Zelda movie. If it came out and looked like that, would you watch it?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. But see, here's the difference. You you said it like you nailed it right on the head. That's a movie. That is one. Like, just singular, si- like, experience. It's just one sitting. Where uh, is this? They're planning a series. It's going to be episodic. There's going to be a arcing story, a uh, a continuity, which... Uh, continuity I, in Zelda. Come on, man. <laughs> I, yeah. Ex- I, fucking... But see, that you know, this is all new territory. And honestly, I, and I might get a lot of flack for this, but to, in my opinion, there is, like only one zelda game and then that's the thing i what like are they going to borrow from all the zelda games as far as story like is this going to be are an they original got, are story they, are they going
1: to fix the timeline somehow and 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 present it in that way you know
0: yeah i i don't know what exactly they're going to do like or if they're just going to actually just rip directly from one of the games which honestly the only game in my opinion like the only official zelda game that would have a a story that would be the most adaptable for this sort of format is and and i know i'm gonna get flack for it before i I, you fuck all you guys and whatever um zelda 2 adventure of link that is like the most and and it would also really fall in line with the whole games of thrones theme because think about it like in that game you go from village to village talking to characters and doing things and they're they're I don't know, they're always there always felt like something going on. I kind of feel like that one would be uh and, and, and not only that, like Zelda always she wasn't just some invisible face that you met at the end of the game. She was there throughout in that temple. Like I I really feel like you know, if they did something around that, that it would be cool, especially with that being the debut of Shadow Link for example. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something if they take all those elements, I think it's really gonna be relatable to that game. Because everything else in that game is also you know as weird as fucked up as it is. It's also probably the most grounded in terms of like again, what they would present I, I I think they can do it, but everything that I've seen out of Netflix so far as far as production value has all been like really in the in the in terms of fiction has never been like fantasy level or supernatural or anything that 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 i would be confident as far as that but you know we've seen people do a lot of cool shit on the internet with very mild budgets uh on the internet i mean that that fan like they're somebody's doing uh, a fan film series of dragon ball z right now as far as the history of trunks and that uh uh first pilot that came out was fucking really great aside from the really bad acting so who knows (laughs)
1: I think it will come down ultimately to who's involved in the project. I think once we find that out, if it actually does become a real thing, that might sway me one way or the other. Oh like if Would they get, want they, involved? Um, for that, I don't know. Come back to me. I'm not really 100% sure. Do you have, like, a, a number one? Like, I, I guess I'm just talking the way of, like, director or, like, producer. Not necessarily the talent that plays the role, because I feel like that could really be done by a lot of different people. I guess, like, in a dream world, I'd say like Spielberg, because I, I feel.
0: Kojima.
1: Oh fuck off, dude! Like no, Jesus Christ, that'd be the fucking that'd be an acid dream, just Jesus waiting to happen. Dream. That whole thing, man. Hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I I feel like uh, I Tarantino. feel like Spielberg because oh man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be some dark shit. I don't know. I, I feel like Spielberg because I feel like he has an appreciation for the video game uh, as a as a form of entertainment. And I feel like he can tackle something like that. Like, you know, that, that whimsical feeling that you would get, you know, enjoying something like that. a live action Zelda. I I, I just, I just want, uh, hmm. (laughs) I'm getting that same feeling I get when you say California. Now,
0: (laughs) uh, JJ Abrams,
1: maybe too many, too many flares though. (laughs) Yeah. Flares in Hyrule. Like where the fuck are these lights coming from? I don't
0: know. What about you, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah. What, what? about
1: about what, what uh, the Zelda movie to take, yeah. or or who who would you want involved in the Zelda movie <laughs> or TV show? I keep on calling it a movie. Show. Yeah, It's
0: going to be a series if it does come out on Netflix. Kevin Smith.
2: I don't know. Mm. I, I, I I actually kind of think I kind of hope that they don't use Link.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe. So who would be the main? He, what,
2: what's he going to say? Right.
0: <laughs> they'll give
1: him a voice, like a voice
2: dude yeah they'll give him a huah, yeah huah. Ah. yeah that's no it. dude they'll just like they'll poke
0: <laughs> dude they'll poke on it to where like they'll have a meowth there that's like just constantly like saying
3: friend.
0: hey
2: listen mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah dude there could be navi who just speaks for him they can they can do it or yeah. they or they can quite literally make link like a pokemon where he just goes link Link, Link, Link. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: nice. Just says his name over, or here. yeah, he just speaks
0: and grunts. Or dude, yeah, but they've been able to do it. They can, they can even come up with some story like, oh, he's a mute.
2: Uh, uh I don't know. I can't, I can't see how they're gonna do this without completely disappointing everyone. And then there's no, gonna be the yet, biggest shitstorm. Would they get
0: to stars, Link, Jason Momoa? Uh,
2: as long as it's not like Matthew McConaughey. I think
0: we're good. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Russell Crowe.
2: Oh God, no.
1: <laughs> Michael Cera. Yeah. I uh,
2: know. No. No. Yeah.
1: Scott Pilgrim's enough for him. He he can just live with that.
2: That that guy that did Legolas.
1: Joe Orlando Bloom.
2: Yes, he, that, that
1: guy. Uh, he's gotten too old, man. They had like CG his face to do the Hobbit movies.
2: Did they actually?
0: That's
1: crazy. Yeah.
3: I believe it, he's dude. He's just like really he... old. And yeah, like, I guess docile. Pirates
0: of the Caribbean took years oh, off his life. As it should. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Johnny Depp. Ew. No. Uh, he has so many bracelets on. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he nail those bracelets? Uh, um. But yeah, so
0: well, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. It'll revolve
2: around Zelda.
1: I would watch that, though. I really would. I think that'd be awesome if they did that.
2: I
0: think um, the last
1: And actually, of- you
2: know, if they did, that would take the focus off of Link and thus alleviates the, the dialogue problem. hmm
0: So during our break as well, uh, it's something poopy happened, but it, I don't know, it may have had its happy ending. Um, Joystick went under, but I believe Joystick is now transitioning into gadget as far as gadget like, now having a gaming section. So that was also something, and we—I just sincerely hope that that was in fact the situation, and that everybody mm. that was a part of Joystick was able to transition, yeah, over to Engadget. I I wasn't really a big uh, fan of Joystick, just
1: uh, you know, like their articles and what they did um, initially. But then when we went to PAX in 2011, uh, I went to their panel, and that was like one of the first times I had had actually like seen or even met like Justin McElroy when he was still working there. Um and I think I don't think Griffin. Well, Griffin maybe had been working there, too, at the time. But uh, a lot of those guys have moved on to Polygon, uh, of course. But like that was the thing that kind of won me over was like what they did like in person. You know, I guess I never really gave their writing much of a chance, but I, I kind of wish they would have done more. Like they didn't really do a lot of podcast or video content, at least initially, um, I can't really speak to what they've done in the last you know, year or so um, I know they have podcasts but you know it was it's always a shame to see like that kind of thing go under because first it happened with like the physical magazine and then you know websites started going under like one up and stuff like that so it's always sad to see but uh, I, I always remember that like that was something that got me to become a fan of their work was like seeing actual live panels that they did at PAX so but you're right hopefully they all got you know in good positions, and everyone's kind of landing on their feet.
0: Yeah, as as far as uh, uh, as of February 4th, they were able to uh, start a, a little venture with Engadget, and now it's Joystick Cross Engadget, so you can catch a lot of the new stuff that they're doing there at com slash gaming. And they're all under the nice. AOL umbrella still, right? For yeah. For the most part? Okay. So I think of anything... It may have seemed like it was a shuddering, which it, you know, it was, but more more or less, it was just a really uh, poorly portrayed uh, mm-hmm. consolidation mm-hmm. on AOL's part to Engadget, which it would have probably been. But, like, you know, again, before it even became official, it was a bunch of rumors that went rampant to begin with. So, you know, who knows? Um, finally, I think the, the one other thing we can talk about is... Uh, Last Guardians trademark, fucking just, is done, it's gone, it went away. I think they did actually. Did they? They not even renew it at all? No, uh, so far it is. Um, it is. It is currently in limbo, or uh, there, there. It doesn't. They, 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 they've basically allowed for the name to uh, go ahead and. Uh, the the trademark to go, but the funny thing is, is as of the seventeenth, Sony has still, uh, has still gone on to say that it isn't canceled, and it I guess it, either. I, it probably
1: just got renamed. I'm guessing that's probably why they let the trademark expire because they probably just renamed it and rebranded it because the original director left the project like over a year ago, didn't he?
2: Yeah, and see, I, like I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like they just
1: probably just restructured it a lot. I don't know. Do you,
2: the way I the way I see it is just going to basically turn into vaporware. I've been saying that for years.
1: I think it'll still come out, but honestly, it'll be sadly when it finally does come out, no one's going to care. I think people have moved on already. It's it, it's like Half Life or anything else. Like it's talked about so much. By the time it actually finally comes out, you're just like, okay, it, it's here, I guess, but you don't care. Like dude, nuke them. You're like, whatever. Thank you know. Okay, you got it done. That's good, but no one actually is interested in playing it or even caring about at that point. Well,
0: there is actually an update and and this is Mm -hmm. actually very recent, but, uh, Sony has already petitioned to retrieve the trademark uh, and has, uh, gone ahead and set up a new application, uh, to, uh, USPTO, which are, uh, the people behind the, uh, use fair use of, uh, trademark and copyright. So, It looks like they are indeed going to try to make an amendment and it looks like there was just an oversight uh, on them, which, you know, that kind of says a lot about their attention to the game. If they were able to like, just let the fucking trademark go and then be like, oh, oh shit, you know, (laughs) and then Mm. like do that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with Andrew on this one. I think we will eventually see the game. It's definitely going to come out on PlayStation four. We know that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. At this point. Yeah, absolutely because it'd be fucking i i if anything i could see maybe <laughs> the vita. a cross-release no it's the not vita. On the
1: vita vita needs a release man they need something
0: yeah they're I... just dude and you know what's funny is like i'll walk into a walmart and like i'll go to the vita section and then i'll see things like gravity rush having a playstation tv compatible sticker and i'm just like you motherfuckers no it's, it,
1: it, it's kind of crazy. Like, there's been so many fucking Hyperdimension Neptunia games that have come out on the Vita. I feel like that's the only game that comes out for the Vita now. Like, I, I don't think they make any other games except for Hyperdimension
2: Neptunia games. Read, like, Sarah's
0: like, reviewing the newest one as we speak.
1: There's, there's like five of them out for the Vita right now. Like, what's happening? <laughs> you know what I,
2: though? Uh, just wait for my review. Okay, fair enough.
0: I, you know, I, I don't know how i don't know how successful it is in japan i just so i got my hands on the slim i finally decided to upgrade my vita to a slim i fucking love it it's so light and comfortable like it it yeah it's so good like and not only that it's faster like in my opinion i don't know i as far like i've been playing which you know i'll touch on and what's in your console actually i think that that would be a fair point to go ahead and jump in there i can we can talk about all, all the games
3: mm-hmm.
0: so we'll go ahead let's let's do that what's in your console what's going on man hey, hey what's going on dude how you doing uh well same old same old <gasps> really
1: ah, 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 ah,
2: ah. what
1: how'd you do that what happened I, I tweaked something i tweaked it i think i tweaked Jeez. my elbow god oh, now that's It's the a, wrong this kind ear- of tweak <laughs> it's these earbuds i wear like i think i'm gonna be working out so i want to have the right earbuds to work out and run if i end up just tripping over them and,
0: and hurting myself like i just did Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong Mm. kind of tweak there, pal. I mean, Mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio. Jesus, tweaked audio. Dude, they're tangle-free. Tangle-free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors. And not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions. So that way you can use them anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor. Because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Right now, yeah, exactly. Those those, those cost way
1: too much money, though. I I don't think I could afford a a pair of earbuds that don't tangle. Because they all do. They always tangle up. (sighs)
0: You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for uh, just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com right now. It's PPR. You just got to type PPR. PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me up, man? Like,
1: I think I really hurt something. I need some yeah, help. Man. Can you prop me up, oh, please? Man. All right.
2: Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you, you, te- you tripped over these things?
1: Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. Oh, <laughs> honestly, man. I hurt myself pretty bad.
2: Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse. I
1: mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time.
2: Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude?
1: lifetime of warranty would be amazing because i'm very very clumsy and also i i live on a limited income because i buy way too many earbuds so i need to buy one <laughs> i need to buy one pair and be done so i think this is the one i'm gonna get
2: man go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out
0: yeah dude enter in the code ppr and you can get 33 off some new earbuds uh but before we do that let's Let's get you to the nearest emergency uh, care. Yeah. 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 Can we ice this? Thank you.
3: What's in your console,
0: Sarah? We're gonna go with you. We always go with Andrew. He needs a. He needs a fucking. He needs to calm his fucking, his britches down. Mm-hmm.
1: So. All right. I do. All
0: right. I'm very worked up, as you can tell.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: All right. So what's in my console? Um, this little game called Final Fantasy XIV Realm Reborn I don't know if you've heard of it it's this game and apparently it's like you play with all these people all around the world all at once like millions of people are playing this 4 million people if you yeah. can imagine that I it's don't know number. if you've ever heard of a game like that before but I mean uh, it's pretty fun I'm level 25 I've been playing I, for 4 days
0: I yeah. you know it's funny I've been reading that you've been playing it I have my copy, like unopened for PlayStation Four. I have yet to like set anything up for it because I'm just like I don't because I remember like once. I just know that once I boot it up, that's it. That's all I'm going to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, you're done. And it's yeah. it's solid. It's really really good. I, I I played the beta. I really enjoyed the beta access for PlayStation Four when it first was available, and I like in my opinion I think. The one thing was it wasn't as friendly for uh, a controller as eleven is because there's a lot more macro and menu usage. It's kind of sad because they, they they made you believe that controller would be the way to go
1: with fourteen, but I don't you see. You know it what either.
2: though? I I can't agree with you there. I'm using an Xbox three hundred and sixty controller on the PC and it's working just fine for me. Well, yeah,
0: but you've got a keyboard there. I got a. I just meant just for controller, but even oh, well, then,
2: no. I, I, I hooked up. You, you definitely need but, a keyboard on PS4. Look,
0: yeah, I mean, I, like trying to like type a message with a touchpad, it ain't gonna happen, man. No. <laughs> no, yeah, but like even then, like okay, so like I play 360 11 still, and like the USB keyboard and uh, 360 controller there, it, it's always been fine. Just as the PlayStation Two controller mm-hmm. has always been great, but like I'm talking because 14 has there, there are different. Uh, abilities based off of different, there's basically, there's more menu navigation than there, what, even, even in the most complex jobs of Eleven, like, whether you were a fucking Beastmaster, or you were a ninja, or a summoner, or a puppeteer, uh, where those they would involve extraneous fucking menus to go through, or Blue Mage, I felt like the, the, the window navigation and even then, just applying like, the, the, the macro paths, was definitely way more user friendly than than Final Fantasy fourteen. So that's you know like what though. Of- I I don't know.
2: I, I don't think I can agree with you with that either. It's on the whole, fourteen plays and flows a lot better than eleven ever could have hoped.
0: I I will say that it's just and there's another thing too. I'm not a fan of God like some of the towns and the way they're designed. I am fucking totally not a fan of it. Like I don't remember what town I was in in the beta. It was. Like, it, it it felt like Bastok, except it was, like, all... Like, it was, like, this castled-walled area that had, like, all these different... um
2: lots was of pro- probably Limsa-Lominza.
0: Yeah, it was. Lots yeah. of... All, well, it was a port town, from what I remember, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was, like, a, a ship that crashed into the earth that... Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that, and they they turned it into a city.
0: Exactly, so... I, it's been, so I, I mean, I enjoyed it. We may want to
2: put a spoiler alert in, in front of that, but.
0: No, dude, that happens, like, in the very beginning.
2: I yeah, it does, not
0: it? Yeah. yeah, fucking, no, like, we're talking about, like, Luke, I'm your father, spoiler, That that's, like, fucking, uh, in a galaxy far, far away, spoiler, so, you know, fuck people, fuck you guys, I'm not putting a spoiler
3: alert
2: there, <laughs> um, so yeah, but I've been I've been playing it uh, for a few days now, and yeah, I really like how it flows. I've done so much more in it in these these last four days than I had in eight months of playing Final Fantasy XI.
0: And you're playing oh, on yeah. PC. How's your PC running it?
2: It is running it rather well for for my piddly ass chump change PC. Yeah,
0: I I do remember it on the, the beta. Like it looked gorgeous. Like absolutely yeah. gorgeous
2: it it looks good uh they're like when i'm doing the du- the dungeon runs uh it'll often run at 50 or er, sorry 60 frames a second so yeah it's probably the uh the sapphire graphics card that i dropped into this this bugger but uh so see but, yeah. yeah okay so For like such a cheap pc it runs really well
0: and is it like 11 to where it's also like cross play across like platforms as long as you're on it the right is. server
2: yeah my brother plays on ps4
0: dude yeah tell me your server i'll i guess i'll hop on and we can we can go ahead and uh do a never forget sondoria video
3: yeah they're doing a, they're doing
0: to they're, they're doing like a free login right now i think
3: because oh, sure, they're celebrating
0: yeah. the the
1: four million subscribers yeah so i mean let me, let me well. know a server maybe i'll get on too why not? Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Because like I the, won't I have play. There. Well, let's be honest, I won't play. But <laughs> you, you won't. Like I, won't. I think I think Come I may on, have guys. gotten
0: you on Final Fantasy Eleven once, like Uno times. Yeah, yeah, once. But like I don't know. Um, uh, I just I I would like it to not be. But see, what's funny is now Eleven, like they they've now just superseded like the ease of like advancement to the point where like it doesn't feel as prestigious as it used to be. Like, n- you, it's so easy to get something to like ninety nine now. Like, I don't want to say the game's broken, but it's definitely it's unbalanced. Like, it was unbalanced before when it felt too hard, but now it's unbalanced it's, uh, where it's too easy, and people like people yeah. are grateful for it. They're just like, it's
2: it. it's fast tracked, is what it is.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I miss eleven though. I I do definitely want to go back, and I I want to be able to max level one of my jobs at least one of them. There's a person out there who's been able to get every, like, they, they have achievement cleared Final Fantasy Eleven on their
3: 360.
0: That's God damn. Shame. Yeah, and and it is also, but this dude's like an achievement hunter, and he, he still says that, that that game is his biggest regret.
3: <laughs> as far as, like, <laughs> I, I bet that fucking achievement hunting.
0: Like, if he can go back, he wouldn't do it. I can't blame him. Ah, oh, man. Because, like, yeah, dude, like, you got to do all the jobs. They, they, they. I don't even know if you could earn achievements in it anymore. Like, even if I went back and played it on 360, I don't know if my 360 would register. I'm like, oh, hey, you got, a, you got an achievement <laughs> for it. I don't, I don't, because here's the thing. It was really weird. Oh, now I remember how they register achievements. I think you still can. It was the most fucked up way, dude. You have to go to, like, an NPC in and, um, and Valcrum Dunes, you have to go to an NPC and talk to this NPC and then just check off something that you've done and then if you did it you would get the achievement mm. like you had to report it and be like, hey, by the way, I leveled this job up oh, oh you, you did? did? oh, shit, okay, cool here you go, sorry about that <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I'm just like, Jesus like, really? I don't know um, I uh, man I don't I don't remember if I had to link my play online ID too, which is always a pain every time I go back. I never fucking remember the play online protocol. Right. But i the I if anything, Sarah, and I say this with all due respect, that's probably the newest game we've seen you play in a while. I'm glad you're liking it.
2: Well, outside of the stuff that I'm doing for Reelsies, but Yeah.
0: Like I, I don't know, man. I I'm like I said, I'm down to do it to where we can mm-hmm. we can get some life back into Never Forget Sondoria.
2: That'd be great. What else okay. have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a very, very, very shitty game, which you're gonna have to wait until the next bullet heaven. So
1: God, don't throw don't throw the cart again. That happened last that's, time.
2: That's all I gotta <laughs> say. No, I can't do it because like if if I did that, I would permanently damage uh one of my <laughs> most prized consoles. Okay. So yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. But I will say that it uh no, I'm not going to say more. You're going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward um, to that. What else? I don't know that I've been playing much else, to be honest, uh, outside of, of what I'm doing for Reelsies, That's about it, which, by the way, I should have that review within the next little while. So I uh, look forward to my review for Hyper Devotion Noir. Oh, man, I'm he there's got to
0: be an audience for the, for for these games. There but must like... be. There must be, apparently.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For them to do a whole series and remake the whole series and then do spin offs on said series. Well, there's an anime of it too, isn't there? Mm, you know what? I think there is. It's probably. That would, re- that would not surprise me. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So,
0: okay. Other than shitty, unnamed, mysterious game for Bullet Heaven and 14. <laughs>
2: uh, uh, that's, that's it. Pretty much. Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Okay,
0: Andrew, you go you go next, buddy.
1: Sure. Mine's mine's going to be super easy. I haven't really played hardly anything. (laughs) Um, I I, so like I said, the month of February was kind of like a bust. You know, I didn't really get a chance to do a whole lot. Um, I did play Evolve uh, for review, which really, really enjoy Evolve. But I think you have to go in with the expectations of this is a co-op game. You know, I mean, I know they they kind of talk about how much you can play it offline uh, if you want to, which is you can. It's not like Titanfall or anything like that where it's an emphasis on being strictly online only. Like if you want to play offline with bots, you go right ahead. You you can totally do that. But it's not enjoyable. I don't think. I mean, it's an easy way to grind out some extra like um, levels to try to get like uh, new hunters unlocked. But the game's enjoyment comes from playing it like you would left for dead and which is, you know, the team originally that made left 4 Dead two is making evolve. And, and I love the concept of it, but, um, you have to really go in with the notion, like you need to play on, not only play online with other people, but play online with people, you know, you know, like, like get a group of people, you know, to play as hunters or if you're okay with just playing solo as a monster and just doing it that way, you can, um, it's a great game. Like, I'm not really saying anything bad about the game. I do feel like there's a balance issue right now. You know, I feel like when you're playing it, if you're playing as the monster, if if the hunters are good and they can get at you before you get to your second evolution, um, it's game over. Like, you're just not powerful. You're not uh, strong. I think you, that's,
0: you, that, I think it's been rebalanced to where that's
1: that maybe, that's... but, but it kind of makes sense because uh, that first level, you're really not meant to take them on and engage you're kind of just you're kind of almost like forced to be more like kind of hidden you know kind of like hiding out and and you know trying to get you know eat more and, and try to actually evolve so it's not really a matter of a balance maybe in that aspect maybe it's just you're not playing it right or playing it in the way that you're supposed to but for a game that's supposed to be so like dynamic and just where you can do things differently in every playthrough um i feel it's unfortunate that you have the kind of go with this like you know, this this cookie cutter approach to it, like you have to do this first then do this like, I don't know, I guess playing more of it now, especially now that it's online and a lot of people are playing it. I've I've started to see that maybe the balancing is not really necessarily where it should be, Um, but I think it's not necessarily maybe the, the developer's fault. It really just comes down to the people playing like there are some people that as their specific role as a hunter aren't very good in that role. You know, you have to depend on your medic or your, you know, support um, to do what they're supposed to do. And if they're not doing it, then you're kind of hosed, you know, like it kind of loses it for the rest of the team.
0: Um, so I kind of took a break on that after it came out officially. Um, yeah, I still feel like it's a little bit it's still a little too unbalanced for hunters. Like- uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, especially with some of the monsters, like especially Wraith is still I still think is even after it getting nerfed, I still think Wraith is uh, pretty tough um
0: yeah thank god he got because like i said the last time we it, talked about evolved it would i mean <laughs> dude, I, it, it's so bad
1: yeah Agreed. agreed. um so like i said I, I played that for review um i i will be playing uh, another game for review that unfortunately i just i i kind of dropped the ball and I haven't really been putting as much time as i should into it um How dare you I dude, it's it's been a bad month. <laughs> I I guess apparently we're not supposed to play games during the winter, which is the time you think you're supposed to. But I just couldn't seem to get anything going. I um, dude,
0: it's yep. definitely been a bad month. Uh, so it yeah. we've, like we just had to take a break. But we're we're mm. coming back strong. Agreed. Um, the only thing
1: I did get a chance to play with any kind of regularity. Um, and it was really because of uh, friends I have that were wanting to jump on and play with was Guilty Gear. Uh, which I, I guess you pronounce it is it Exard? Xard?
2: No, Xard. it'd be it'd be Guilty Gear Zerd as a, as Zerd. a pun on third. Oh, really? In Japan, it would still it would they would say Guilty Gear Sad, right? So.
1: Okay, so that that Guilty that's Gear just, Turd. Did I do no, it right? But but it's not. You dude. did not. That game but, uh, that game is amazing. Like is I am actually, a yeah. fan. Oh, it's really good, man. Oh, it's beautiful. <clears throat> the, so, are the... you doing
2: PS4 or PS3?
1: PS4, PS4. Okay. Which, although I think it would probably look just as good on PS3, I feel yeah, like it would. Like,
2: I f- I feel that is probably a good assumption.
1: The the hand drawn, you know, animated art style I think would work fine on either system, but um, it looks amazing on PS4. Uh, plays just as well. Um, we uh, we got on because I know um, I actually got a chance to secure a physical copy, which. Is kind of hard to do right now. Um, it really? didn't really have i. We didn't have really much of a, a physical copies come through. Like I've seen it show up once. Um, and then oh well, you know, not...
2: you're probably in an area where it's pretty popular. Like up here, no one gives a rat's freaking ass about Guilty Gear. Hmm.
1: Yeah, but we. I mean, I saw one physical copy show up, um, and I actually had to <laughs> kind of drive a decent amount to find one uh, for the collector's edition. Which had like the like art book and and stuff like that, oh, man, which you yeah. know, eh, you know, it wasn't a a huge deal to get the collector's edition. I just loved the artwork, like the box art for the collectors yes. was oh yeah, super well done. Um, but the game's fun, man. Uh, we jumped in, uh, myself and two of my friends. Um, and the way they do that is they have like a lobby where it's so fucking hard to set up a lobby in that game. That's the only downside to the whole thing was it was really like just a, a really bad system to like set up a lobby, have them join it, you know, get in and then, you know, two people fight and then you have one sitting waiting for the winner. Um, But once we got that figured out and got it all set up, it was it was fun. We would just play match after match. We'd put it on random and just see which character we got, Um, you know, messed around for like a couple hours playing that. And unfortunately, I'm I'm still playing with the actual game, just regular PS4 controller. Uh, I hope to sometime soon get an arcade stick for the PS4. I haven't done that yet. Um, just didn't have a reason to, I guess, to have an arcade stick for the PS4. But now with this and MK coming out, probably we'll have to invest in one. Um, it plays well enough on the controller, you know, but I, I'm really like partial to having an actual arcade fight stick for for games like this. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Definitely enjoyed it a lot. Had a really fun time with it. And um, the stories, you know, about what you'd expect from Guilty are just kind of ridiculous and crazy. And the characters are all kind of insane. But that's no, good. Gameplay is good. The soundtrack's is amazing. Um, All right. Now, uh, yeah. being that
2: this is made by Arc System Works, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, correct. Do, do you play a lot of Blaze Blue? Uh,
1: not as much. No, I, I really did get into Guilty Gear quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, played a few entries in that series, and then I think I picked up the first one, uh, which is
0: it, Blaze Blue or Blazblue? Because I've heard it both ways.
2: Blaze Blue. I call okay. it
0: Blaze because I think that even in the very first game, they're like Blaze Blue. Continue well, on shift.
2: The uh, <laughs> The Japanese says Blaze Blue as well. It's Calamity Trigger, by the way, the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, no. So I, I played oh. one, but I, I didn't get really invested into the characters. I just like Guilty Gear because Guilty Gear just had yeah. that heavy metal like "fuck you," <laughs> that, like, <laughs> yeah, r- ridiculousness. Like well, that's um, the thing.
2: Like well, mm-hmm. Blaze Blue has always been almost a little too overly complicated, right? So mm-hmm. like you know, taking all of the the really stupid, tiny little tiny little. Uh, minus the minutia, taking the minutia out of the fighting, uh, fighting games that Arc Systems works does. So would you say like Guilty Gear is a better one for beginners, or is it still deep enough that uh, that Blaze Blue fans will appreciate it?
1: I mean, honestly, yeah, I'll say because you know we were playing and we had, um, you know myself, which I guess I've played a few fighting games. I wouldn't say I'm really an expert at Guilty Gear at all. Uh, But I've played a few before and I've played some other fighting games. So I kind of have a a, a rough idea of what I'm doing. Um, We had another friend who doesn't play fighting games as much, but loves Guilty Gear, loves the art style, you know, um, was playing that. And then we had another friend who's played the only fighting game he plays is Guilty Gear. So like he knows exactly what he's doing. And it it was it was to the point where like, you know, he would mostly get uh, uh, most of the wins. But every once in a while we'd have like an exciting match or, you know, someone would actually win a few, you know, just kind of on. I wouldn't say it's luck, but, you know, just it has opportunities for all players of different kinds of uh, skill level.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But there, there, there is there is that deep and robust play at, at hand where you can really get into it and have some crazy competitive matches. Um, I,
2: would, I would also ask as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like the movesets and stuff, does it fall into the typical Street Fighter moveset or are they va- like vastly different from what you'd find in a Street Fighter game?
1: I, I think vastly different. I, I feel like you don't really focus on with Street Fighter being more of like the quarter circle, whatever, you know. Yeah, and like charge,
2: charge holds and stuff, yeah.
1: No, you don't really see that in Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear is Guilty mostly... Guilty Gear is like a lot of quick taps and... Hmm. It very more, much like a, and, and more like a and versatile fighter, right? Um, a, a, lot, a lot of it is like just trying to get like your launcher to go. And if you can get your launcher to go, then you're like stringing them up in the air for like combo attacks. There is a lot of depth in Guilty Gear. Like at one point, if you... Um, have your meter full. You can like engage. I don't know the actual term of it, but essentially, if you if you initiate it, your gauge will start to deplete, and you have such a limited amount of time to nail this move. But if you hit it, it's it's game over. It's essentially like the equivalent of a fatality. Yeah, um, oh, you, you don't I kill them, but yeah. yeah, but it's but not
2: worse. it? World. It's something else. It, yeah, I I, I forget what, what it what is too,
0: called. but like. Speed of Mortal Kombat, like it's weird because I think what I really like is uh, me personally. Like I love Mortal Kombat three and in trilogy that when they introduced the combo system, and the combos in Guilty Gear uh, have a very f- like they they have a faint I, resemblance.
1: I, I, I could see that. Like instead of having like a run button, it's like you have your launch and you, you have your, your launch, but you also you have, have your your combo. double
0: tap forward because you can run in it. You can you can you can run forward or dash forward, and then mm-hmm. once you're within. Once you're within proximity, you know, just they're they're co- like I my character's soul bad guy and mm. just basically being able to get up close and and move quicks to that transition and then chaining them up in the air, building my meter and then doing exactly is what uh Andrew just mentioned or even then just doing my super just to get as much damage as possible, just basically getting in your face, which which is the big thing about Mortal Kombat Three's combo system? It was very much like just fucking get in their face, and then mm-hmm. like as long as you're the first one to tap before they block. Which, yeah, I don't a know lot, I-
1: a lot. A lot of in that is in there too. Like Guilty Gear has a lot of like you know, countering and and a lot a lot of tech stuff that you know. You can counter-attacks, you know, block the attack. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to be defensive and offensive. And, and it, it does lead to some pretty interesting matches, like like down to the wire, you know, kind of stuff. So, um, it was fun. I, I guess, like, it's been a while since I played a fighting game where I felt like... I mean, I love Killer Instinct, but Jesus Christ, Killer Instinct gets kind of insane sometimes. Let's be honest. I like, Yeah,
0: I, I don't know it, how exactly how to feel about Season 2 as of yet, I'm, I'm enjoying it more. I'm definitely not liking the new characters. Like, um, I, I, I don't mind
1: them. I don't enjoy them as much as the first season. Uh, I am kind of excited about what's to come for the rest of season two. Um, but I I guess like in terms of fighting games, th- this, this new guilty Gear has really kind of reinvigorated my excitement for fighting games again. Cause I think that's been a time where like, with different iterations of Street Fighter coming out, and and you know just not really, I liked Injustice, but didn't really get super into it in terms of competitive play. Uh I'm excited for the future of fighting games. Like I think MK is going to be outstanding. Um Guilty Gear has been really fun, and I'm really looking also forward to Street Fighter Five. Like I, those games have really got me pumped about. I, know, I
0: think Street Fighter Five has definitely got some work though, like cut out for it, just because like you did see that video with Chun Li and. For you mm-hmm. fighting and just like how easy it was to spam, like a lot of moves like I, there's I, a lot. I
1: don't know, man. They they kind of tease that possibly even having like a parry system, like they did in Third Strike, so that might be a possibility. Um, I, I the newest video they showed with uh, Charlie,
0: um, or no, he's he's, he's, he's Nash. called
1: Nash in this Nash. One, okay, Nash. Yeah. Um, that that has like a lot of promise. They've, they 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 they've done a lot to it since they first showed it. Um, at the, what I want to say, like the Sony event, I think was the first time they showed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Guilty Gear is fun, man. I would recommend it. Um, it, like I said, it's hard to find it physically, uh, in a lot of locations, I think, but I know they just recently had a sale on it on PSN. If it goes on sale again, uh, digitally, I, I'd say grab it up. It, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said, we partied and, and played for a couple hours, you know, three of us online didn't have to be in the same room. Um, which I feel like fighting games, unfortunately, if they don't have a decent lobby system or even a way to do that, you kind of lose that. Because, I mean, how many people can actually, you know, hang out and, and play in the room together nowadays? It doesn't happen too much. But, um, yeah, that was the last thing we kind of played for fun. Um, like I said, I, I kind of dropped the ball on the on the reviews aspect of it, but I'll definitely be picking that up here soon. And hopefully have more coming up. But that's pretty much all that, I played. That
0: kind of brings a point, because like, I don't know if it's just me, but uh, people were mentioning that there's a demo of the newest Guilty Gear game and Xenoverse, the Dragon Ball game, uh, on PSN for PS4. But every time I go to it, it like it's in the demo section, but then there's no demo download. It's mm. just buy the game for free. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see if anybody else has encountered that. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, buddy bud... Yes. Did you know you got you got anything else on tap? Uh on tap? Yeah. Um <laughs> I started
1: playing a uh, a RPG title called uh, Avertum. Uh it's Avertum 2, I believe. Uh it's by the same developer that I know Stevie reviewed one of their games last year. Uh I can't remember the title of that game though unfortunately, but like when I say old school RPG, I mean like Baldur's Gate old school RPG, but I think there's kind of you know, it, there's a place for that, you know. I think they kind of stick to their guns when it comes to the type of games they make. Um, but I've been playing that for a little bit. I'll hopefully get more of that going here soon. Um I, I got Majora's Mask for 3DS. I really want to play that, but I haven't started it yet. Uh, and then, I don't know, March is going to be kind of a weird month. I don't really think there's anything coming out I'm really super stoked on. Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll play 14 with you well, guys. Well, Bloodborne, is maybe Bloodborne March? It is, but I won't play it, man. Fuck that, man. I, I you know, you know me and and and, and oh the my. from, you know me in the from software games. I, I don't do those. <laughs> yeah. Um, not my bag.
0: Yeah. So, all right, can we? Do you guys want to talk about the new new 3ds real quick? Since I'm yeah. I'm assuming and Sarah, have you gotten the chance <sighs> to fuck with it? Oh, no. dude, just <laughs> hearing him. He's
2: God.
0: Stop. All right, what do you not like about it, Sarah?
2: Because uh, I actually, it's, I, it's I have problems with it. that exists. Yeah. I was going to say that. I was going to say the yeah. exact
1: same thing. <laughs> that, that, that Nintendo had to make that one. They had to make another one. It, it does make it unfortunate that there's going to be specific games coming out. there only available yeah. for that new system. That, yeah. that is unfortunate because I would really Markets, like to play Xenoblade. Market,
2: but fra- market fragmentation is one of the reasons that I despise Nintendo so much.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's really a good I, that's a That's
2: a pretty big dick move. Right. To make a 3DS is going to play like one or two key games like, for example, oh, I don't know, Xenoblade. It's going to be one of the bigger titles on the stupid system.
1: It'd be nice if they at least gave you an option to say, well, if you really want to, you can play it on your system with a circle pad pro. Like, why is there uh-huh. why is there no like like you have to play with the new system? Like the processing power is that advanced where you can only play that game on that system like that's unfortunate.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: a- a- at least maybe give us an option to like download it as one of the Wii titles on the Wii U. For people that couldn't find down the Wii when it first came out, because it is a hard game to find still. Even now after the re-release. I mean
0: I don't know. I feel hey, fortunate. You know too. what's weird too is like so like the one thing that everybody I'm talking like everybody in the press, between people that I, I respected as far as, you know, their uh impressions of it to just friends, everybody just went on about how amazing that C stick is. I I don't like it. I don't like it. It's yeah, just I mean, it's I so awkward.
2: My, I had serious doubts about that stupid little stick, and it's not really even a stick. It's no, just kind of a thing that moves around like ever nub. so slightly. It's like a pimple that you
0: like gently <laughs> brush against. That's gross. It is. It's a gross. It's very gross using, and it's super sensitive. Like I've been using it a lot in Majora's Mask, and just one little. It, it's like fucking with a palm trio, like those trackballs for the very first time.
2: Uh, it's it's kind of, I've got such a filthy mind. As soon as you said that it was super sensitive, I'm like, oh, great. The 3DS now has a clitoris. Oh, uh,
3: dude, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's gross. A um, yep, little bit. But uh, going back to the new 3DS, um, I, I love the, the revamp on the 3D, like the face tracking works. I I've actually been playing games
2: in yeah unless unless you're like me wearing glasses.
0: No, I do wear glasses, and I like I've been able. It to... has difficulty
2: tracking glasses though. That's the thing. Like there have been numerous reports of it.
0: Oh well, I mean I don't play. Yeah, I don't think I've played it with glasses, but I've.
2: But I but... would need to because otherwise the 3D would cripple my brain. Uh I don't know, man. Try it. Give it. A, give it a.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Like if my vision problems are. To that extent, but um, yeah, I I've been playing like Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, just you know, switching back and forth in Majora's Mask, and I for the for the first time I've been playing it a lot in 3D, which is really weird too. Because and I don't know, it's funny that like a lot of people did mention this, but at the same time, it's a testament to just how little the 3D has been used on a 3DS. Um, the only thing that's really 3D in in the new Pokemon games are the battles like the overall yeah, map just, is not 3d at
2: all just like x and y
0: oh so that's the same thing with x and y yeah see yeah. I haven't even gone back to see like I I just figured it's like with the with just the poppiness uh as far as the way they they design the the foreground and background uh environments of uh the world that like it would have a cool 3d effect I don't know I used to like have fun with like just Testing out the 3D and every new 3DS game I got, but then I'm just like, eh, "Fuck this! I'm, I'm never going to so, use it."
2: the question is, which one did you get? Did you get the Monster Hunter one, or the black one, or the red one, or that Zelda one?
0: I I got the black one because uh. the Zelda one. I don't know. I'm not big on like special edition specific. I don't know. To me, that they're just tacky.
2: I, f- I figured you wouldn't have gotten one anyway, just because you know they sold out in a half hour. No, mm-hmm. I I
0: had. uh you know what's funny is. Uh, like there it's weird because anytime I feel like there's something that sells out there's one store that always has a fuckload of stock on it's like my fallback store and sure enough it was in this situation I was target wow Hmm. yeah it's always the fallback but no I I I I may check out monster hunter 4 but i'm not entirely too certain that i will only because i'm not a fan of the monster hunter games and monster hunter 3 i'm still very mad at so i i just don't i just i'd want to play a game that respects my time and it's just like imagine imagine playing like any game i'm talking about like any game like a racing game imagine playing a racing game where you do nothing but hang out in the fucking pit stop and just talk about cars for the first two real time hours before you actually step inside of a car. That is what monster Hunter feels like. And, and even then I, I do not feel very productive in it. So I I just, I can't, I can't play with something like that. Like I need, I need some sort of engagement or incentive to kind of move through with it. And yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I got, I got the black one. Um, that transfer process was such a bitch. I thought I fucking lost <laughs> all God. of my games. And then, yeah. thank God, um, so many Brian Wade, did. one of our listeners to the podcast, mentioned, hey, did your eShop account transfer, though? Did your Nintendo Network ID? I'm like, yeah, that at least transferred. I'm like, oh, well, there's a download list option. I'm like, really? I did not know that. And there is. So uh, the fact that I was able to at least get my account over, I was just able to... I just had to re-download everything. And then... Uh turns out that the transfer basically, the, I, I, I fucked up when choosing one of the transfer process options, and it did like the seven day one, by accident. Uh, mm. so it moved over all of my save data and then two physical games, and then that's it. And then it just fucking wiped my three DS, uh, my old one. And I was just like, yeah, well, you know, you could try again in seven days, and I'm just like, ah, uh, no, I'm, this is gonna be a hand me down. I'm giving this one away. So, once he gave me that news, I immediately went. Just fucking did it, and it worked. So, uh, I hope I was able to help you guys out just as he helped me. Um, but yeah, the face tracking, I, I guess it's weird too because like in newer three, the new 3DS games that will come out, like Majora's Mask, I can totally tell the faster processing because as far as how fluid the animation everything is and how many frames are are currently on screen and how fluid, uh, just everything in motion is compared to of time when it came out those years ago. Um, but older games, you can't really notice difference. I did. I don't, I don't remember a whole lot of games like causing slowdown for, uh, the 3ds anyway. So I don't know that, that C stick God, like I just, I, I don't know if I could find like a setting to adjust the sensitivity, but just that. And not only that, just the, the, like the weird, like, the, the position that it's in to the point where it's not something that you tangibly move or navigate like a, a PSP nub, for example, it's, it's very much a, a thing that you just like swipe and rub against like a touchscreen Almost. I, I just, I don't like it.
2: So it's almost gesture based.
0: It's like, okay, so you, you can keep your, your thumb on it, but your thumb, you know, nine times out of 10, you can only assume is going to be really big and like completely encapsulate it so just that like centering and balancing i've had like some issues with i don't know i'm not i don't want to think that i'm fucking this clumsy oaf but uh i i generally kind of just like do some swipes here and there i don't know how how do you go about using it andrew oh the newest one yeah the, the c stick i actually don't have the newest one. one oh
3: I no
1: no i i i didn't Well, I wanted to. That's why I was kind of upset about Xenoblade. Uh, No, because I I picked up the uh, Persona Q one when that came out in November. So I just recently bought a new 3DS XL. And then like a month later, like, oh, yeah, by the way, that one that's coming out in Japan or is out in Japan, it's coming like next month. I was like, fuck, of course it is. (laughs) Like, I honestly expected that thing to come out like in the summertime. I thought I had more time. And I was just like, I know I just got this new system. I can't get it. Um, I've messed with it, you know. I've I've played around with it and stuff like that, and and um, I played Smash on the new system, and I did like how the C stick worked for Smash because you know I I hate doing that like baseball bat attack like where you have to like hold forward on on the controller you know like and do like your I think it's your A attack. Um, I can never figure out how to do it like like on cue. Like I always have trouble with it, and I, it's, it's ma- still a challenge
0: it, for me as well. But me. but it's
1: it, but it's mapped to the C stick. So like you, all you do is just like do that little flick that you know, as Sarah so grossly put it, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you, you flick the C stick and uh, and it just oh, does that's it.
2: Even worse, it's called the C stick. I didn't. Just stop it. Just stop it.
3: Uh, it. Back to a
0: place that I didn't need
2: to
1: go to. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo's coming after you. Um, and then like and I like how like the now that there's the L and R, now there's a ZL and a ZR on the top, and basically like on Smash they just kind of mirror the other bumper. So like if you I assume maybe would like rather have your block on, you know, the left instead of the right or whatever it ends up being like you can switch stuff around and there's more availability for different inputs that would be more suitable to your style of play I don't know If you can map stuff to certain games, I would assume in Smash maybe you could. Um, it does look good, though. I mean, the, the head tracking for 3D, whatever. I don't really use a 3D much anyways, but even that's like not. The best. I mean, it is still kind of blurry if you move it fast enough. It's not precise, you know. But I it's, don't use It is audience. like
0: like it is still ch- such a big improvement, though. It,
1: it, it is better than what it was for sure. But like I said, I don't use 3D much, so for me, it's just eh, okay. Um, but the really big selling points for me were, you know, having multiple inputs now that would be pretty. Uh, I think uh, pretty big improvements on certain games. You know. Uh, no longer have to have a actual circle pad pro, like everything's mapped to it. Um, it'd be interesting to see. Like the thing I want to see most is how they integrate the amiibo support, because now when a uh, new codename steam comes out, they're gonna let you use the fire emblem amiibos uh, on the touchscreen to be
0: playable in the game. I think that aspect of it's kind of interesting. Um, and just like, but you know that that trademark fire emblem convention. If they die in the game, they're like dead dead. Mm-hmm. You can't use but, them again. But Sarah also brings up a good point with that too. Like that's another thing
1: that they have not either commented on or even acknowledged like, well, okay, so I can use Amiibos on the new 3ds XL. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to use my Amiibos on my current 3ds XL? Like, are you going to incorporate some kind of uh, hardware to plug in or some way for me to do my Amiibos on that? Because like, maybe I want to buy names Steam on my 3ds XL, but you're telling me I can't use my Amiibos then because I don't have the new model hardware. Like, no, it, they it, they've it, it, already
0: come out and said it. Like you can't,
1: yeah, like Nintendo
2: uh, just flat out can't. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, uh, you have a, to. Like, like if you want to use uh, Amiibos, you got to get the new 3DS. Mm.
2: Everyone I knew that wanted to get a 3DS last year, I, I told them don't, don't do, do it. it for this exact reason. Do not it happened do it anyways, yeah. and they did it anyways, and now they're complaining about it. But
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. like me, well, yeah. Yeah, well, you know it is what it is. But heed the yeah. heed
2: the words of Sarah; they are true.
1: Yeah, he he is he he prophesizes. Um, but yeah, it, it, I I guess like I I do like it, but like I just I couldn't buy another Nintendo hardware. Like I I just couldn't like I don't know. Maybe maybe eventually I'll pick one up, but I, it is unfortunate they kind of. I feel like they are kind of twisting your arm. You know, and you have to get this to get specific games. I I think that's the most unfortunate part. Even if the hardware is good, which I think it is, I don't necessarily like the fact that it is being kind of forced upon you. But
0: see. I don't know if it's being forced upon you, but it's it's like they're 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 kind of I don't know. They're they're kind of pushing. I don't want to say they're forcing your hand almost because that that's. Pretty much the same way of saying that but it it is definitely something that is i would say be, it would be
2: problematic in the future if you, it's, if you it's forced encouragement is what it is
3: Hmm.
0: yeah it's it's i don't want to say forced i want to say not
1: forced. They're, yeah they're giving you a lot of incentive to get this new system
2: well <laughs> i don't know if incentive is quite the right word but
0: uh eh, yeah maybe you're right yeah, definitely, definitely some aggressive incentive. So
1: that's, that's
2: a little better. Yeah,
1: it's just it's people hating on Nintendo. It's just that's the way it's gonna be for a little while, man. Yeah,
2: it's
1: what happens when you get super like just just I mean, Nintendo is like there. It's super popular right now. Whether you're talking about the system, the Amiibos, or the games, like Nintendo is being talked about, and it's gonna bring about a lot of hatred, I think, because of that too. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just joining the rest of the people that are like upset for no reason or just upset and you know. Like I, I I'm excited about Nintendo products and things that Nintendo are coming out with. I just at the same time I'm like I hate that I'm excited about it. Man, like, you I a negger? I don't know. I can't pe- I can't picture that you like negging on. White. It really did, man. That that was <laughs> Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, the you know had, that the, just the you came emph- you being a negative that. person? Yes. Well, okay, okay. Fuck off, because, like, you know, I, I, am I the only one that knows about the term negging?
2: Nag. Still, nagging. still a little close, yeah. No, negging.
0: Na- nagging. Like, no. <sighs> God, negging? It. Negging. Yeah, neg- like, being negative. Like, that, that's something that that's, people that's... use to, like, be, like you know, those snarky people? They're negging on you.
1: Not a term I know.
0: Wow. Well, saw... it'll be. <laughs> We gotta Probably gotta be the that first out. and last time because, we like, I guess when you introduce it to people, people, people think who don't know the context, yeah, they wow. <laughs> okay, well, no more negativity. We'll move on. Well, no, I so there's a couple, oh God, there's a couple more games where we can't really avoid it. Um, right. but let's see, I, I played a lot, definitely played a lot for review. Um, so get out of the way right now Uh, and you'll be seeing it this week um, amongst all the GDC coverage but yeah Order 1886 I really wanted to like it more Um, I I really feel like it's I think the the, 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 the biggest thing that makes it just so that, that hurts it is just how unmemorable it sort of is it doesn't really do a whole lot of it—it it doesn't really introduce anything that's inspiring. I mean, it—it it, it follows a very safe, calculated formula of established conventions from like at this point that have been used almost six, seven years ago. Something that like I don't, you know, I want to call it a Gears of War clone, but I mean, Gears of War has done so many other things that are just better than the mechanics involved in uh order and and even then with that also in mind like uh order has like like i'm i'm cool with quick time events but like okay so i don't know if you guys remember me talking about before when we first previewed it but remember uh i mentioned how like the transitioning between cinematic and gameplay was just so seamless that you didn't even know that like the cutscene had finished and then you're like oh shit i'm in the game
3: Yeah, yeah
0: um and I, and I thought that was amazing because it, the game looks... It still does. It looks absolutely incredible. Um, That became problematic in and out because there are times where I thought I was in the middle of doing something and then the game all of a sudden just took control away from me and basically put me down a, a situation that like I, I had to spectate. But even then, I, I couldn't just spectate. I, I had to anticipate a lot of quick time events. I mean like... Resident Evil Four quick time events, which I mean, for that time, that may have been you know that they may have been really impressive, but it, you know in in this day and age, in this generation, it's it's fucking obnoxious. Like a lot of it was obnoxious, but there were some really cool things that the game did. Like I personally really enjoyed the lock picking mechanic of how like it would use the rumble uh, feature on your uh, controller to. Uh, basically, X-ray in and and give you uh, not not something so, uh, as far as a visual indicator, but more of a a tangible indicator of the controller, uh, uh feedback directly to your hands on when and how you would uh, basically disarm a lock. Like I thought that was cool. They're 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 a little nifty nuances, but they're so few and far between. And then the game is very bloated. Like they're there are just moments where like you'll spend 5 minutes a little 5 minutes too long sometimes 10 minutes too long in one mob encounter a set piece where there're just like there're just so many nameless faceless assholes that are just spilling out the door left and right just like waiting to be shot and and you know like when we had previewed it they showed off a lot of the cool guns like you know the thermite rifle which is you know difficult to use but pretty cool they also had like another automatic rifle that had a secondary fire option of stunning someone so that we can stun them and then gun them down. So when we were first playing this, like when when we had our hands on this before the final release, we we're like, oh, man, these are really cool options. You, you sort of had this expectation that a lot of the other artillery were going to have like a lot of these other unique secondary options. None of them. I just mentioned the two. That's it. Um, and then the black, the, the black fight mode or black night load. I I don't, I don't remember. I think it's black night because I mean, I, I know a lot of people have been really criticizing the game for its length. And, and to be honest, it, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy because it's, uh, it is six hours, it is six hours and 28 minutes. That's my playthrough. Mm. And that was, that was one sitting. I I thought I would take a weekend to really get through and and catalog that game. But yeah, no, it was one sitting. And And it's
1: just kind of unfortunate because like I've always kind of equated the value of a game to the entertainment and enjoyment. Like I don't really like fret on a $60 price tag if I feel like that $60 was well worth it for the experience and the investment that I put into it. Like I, I don't have to go buy a $60 game and say, well, I've gotten 80 hours out of this game so it's worthwhile like you know i could play a game like if they would have told me i had to pay 60 dollars for gone home i would have paid it because i feel like that experience was so worth it even though it was like a two hour long game that experience was amazing to play through and i would have gladly paid more money to do so but it sounds like this doesn't even like i mean i guess we'll have to wait for the review to come in but you know that's that's something i think you kind of have to ask that question like you know With a game like this, with no kind of co-op multiplayer, even any kind of additional story DLC being announced for it, like it's like, what else do you do after you've played through? You know, I mean, I I just hope that the experience is worth it for that amount of money that you pay. Um, Because for it to come out as a sixty dollars game, that seems like eh, that seems like it's kind of a stretch, you know?
0: Yeah, and and Mm. see, it it you you hit it on the head too, as far as like the quality of a game being the real testament of the value of it. And a lot of the content here is just bland and recycled. Like it, Mm. the game's beautiful. And like going in the first half, like it's got an engaging story, some cool characterization, a really unique premise. And then it just kind of loses itself. It just, it falls victim to like all of these, like I wouldn't say problematic, but they are these very challenging mechanics that you know, kind of. Even then, it's really like, like the way they go about. It. I don't want to spoil too much, but there, there's a moment where, you know, it the game kind of sets you up into thinking that there's going to be like this stealth, uh, portion of the game to where you're, you're going to be non-lethal because there, there's, uh, certain elements in play that would, uh, basically there's certain elements in play that that would suggest that you know you have to be non-lethal because of the uh questionable means of engagement and your position as a good guy you know and and keeping up with uh your role cuz you know of what you're challenging but then at, at some point, like, after they do it for a while, it, I don't know, like, where the creative decision or development decision went. They they just kind of copped that whole thing out and just been like, oh, you, you had to kill somebody. Fuck it. Now you're going to kill everyone. I'm just like, dude, really? Like, you know, it, it's almost like at some point the game d- just gets lazy. It gets mm-hmm. lazy. And, like, it, 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 to me, it feels like it's something that didn't know how to finish itself. And it, it, it it's very awkward near the end. It was just a very awkward uh, playthrough. Especially there, there's only one moment in that entire playthrough, one moment that I I had to I had to, like. They, they, the, one of the mechanics is the the Blackwater dynamic, to where if you if you're taken out, you'll be given like a few moments of reprieve as long as you don't get shot again to like crawl behind cover just crawl and then if after a certain amount of time passes it'll give the option to you know press a button to drink this vial of liquid that rejuvenates you and brings you back to life and then if it happens to you again if you're downed you're downed like you're dead Mm. so uh i i at only one point prior to this uh moment that i'm talking about that i that i have to like that i got pushed into using that and then I was able to get through the rest of the level without dying or risking starting over. This one area, though, like, it was just bad. And then, like, when you're downed and helpless like that, when you crawl at such a snail's pace, it just takes one shotgun blast from, like, even across the room and be like, oh, you're fucking dead. So, yeah, that, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure anybody who's finished the game, they'll know exactly which place I'm talking about. It's it's like with the Comstock ghost of Bioshock Infinite. It's, it's just like it, there's so many flawed... Uh, there's so many flawed situations a lot of flaws, honestly, in, in this combat situation that makes it feel more like a chore than anything else. It's not enjoyable. It's it's very much uh, a almost a burden to the to the enjoyment or, or the uh, pace of the game. So yeah, I I still have really mixed feelings because there are a lot of points where I wanted to like it, but overall. It's not worth it. I can see that game definitely going down in price real quick, real soon. Yeah, I I would think so too. Unfortunately, yeah. And there's no and like it's funny because everybody's <laughs> been asking me about the multiplayer. There's no multiplayer. It's the at strange, all single player all. game. And and it
1: just like I guess like like seeing it at uh events last year and same thing like you said like playing the build that they had with like the, the the thermite and like such a cool concept and you know like I don't want to spoil it too much but you know it, your weapons are designed by um uh Tesla right. Yeah, by Nikolai okay. Tesla. Which you think, oh, that's awesome. So he's going to be like crazy, ridiculous, kind of futuristic, you know, just crazy weapons. And like, no, <laughs> like a couple here and there, and that's about it. Like, it just, it doesn't live up to any of the potential that it could have possibly. I feel like they kind of
0: floundered it. There's um, like one cool weapon. I'm I'm not kidding. Like one cool weapon that's like, and, and you know, I can see where it doesn't get used. Um it doesn't get used because it's very overpowered but you only get to use it twice in the entire game and, you're done. and then yeah. there's literally one get ga- of uh, one gun one I'm just like just well, one what was the That's
2: shotgun all... called again it was like a, th- a triple barreled one right
0: no there's a there's a there's a three shot shotgun to where it just it it li- basically puts out three shots at once it's the the triple yeah. crown shotgun oh
2: right the triple crown right yeah
0: yeah. That gun is overpowered as fuck, too. And there's a lot of it. Like I can tell you right now, getting through the game just with that, as long as you're smart about picking the ammunition and you hold on to that, it does more than crowd control. And it surprisingly has range. So um I don't know. I, I, I found myself also in this situation because everything was so predictable and would just like everything was so systematic and deliberate and like a lot of the environmental Design that, like I wasn't even put in a situation where I felt like I, 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 was put to the limit. I don't know. I might replay it again through a higher difficulty if time would permit and interest, but it's not even a game that I f- would like interested in revisiting. Like it's, it's just weird. I, I don't know. I didn't feel like I had to fire from the hip a whole lot. So yeah, that
2: was that was a thing that kind of concerned me with its overall design, being that it doesn't have any sort of uh, extension to its core game gameplay being that it's single player only once you beat it there's not much more to it
0: mm-hmm. i mean there's there's higher. you know it's funny too is like ready at dawn like really came quick to the defense of it and they're just like yeah we really feel like the quality of the game speaks to you know the content I, and i'm just yeah like, i
1: i feel like that's the thing like it should be okay um it looks great you know, but that you can't base $60 on just a game looking good. Not anymore. Like, you need you need something more than just that. Like, you can't bank on it just being, this game looks amazing, which I'm sure it probably does, but that can't be the only thing.
0: Yeah, there... It's, it's, it's got some... I got some shit, but I played a lot of other games, too. Um, I played as well Life is Strange, and uh, that review will be out shortly, and I really, really like Life is Strange. Like, I... I think of anything. The one thing that's really bothering me is that it—I don't know. I—I I feel like it's—it's it's weird, but uh, it's just as buggy, if not even buggier, than like a Telltale adventure game. <laughs> I don't understand. Those games aren't—I can't imagine them being very demanding. I don't—I don't know if it's like the algorithm of like how they dictate like narrative flow and events and games. Like if it takes up so much of the processing involved with the game that it it, that that system whenever it's used fucks with everything else like the the rendering of graphics like clipping in and out and stuff like that like basically shit that you would see that 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 is a flaw or just uh, problematic in a in a telltale game is here too and it it boggles my mind because a completely different developer uh, involved, but I mean, it, it's it's interesting the fact that it 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 has a very unassuming, almost indie film approach in its presentation, portrayal, as well as its uh, storytelling, and it does something really unique that I really enjoy. Uh, where for every choice that you make, because the big like the big hook behind it is uh, essentially like uh, stunted time travel to where you can uh, essentially rewind time back to a certain spot, and knowing the outcome, you can choose to do things differently. Which, in this kind of game, which is very like, it's hinged on choice-making, is really cool, because no matter what choice you decide to go with, you can see all the outcomes. Because I don't know if about you guys, uh, I think, Andrew, maybe, but anytime I finish playing through a a choice-structured game, like the Walking Dead and um, uh, Wolf Among Us, I there are times where I just like I didn't feel like it was necessary to go back and replay it all over again. But I did want to know what I could have gone with. So I'll usually hop online and I'll actually watch videos of, you know, the choices that I didn't get to make and what would have happened then. And like there's a lot of stuff that you kind of figure out and you almost you know that that's like the drawback of the, those sort of games is you kind of miss out on stuff because you stuck with a decision here they give you an opportunity to like see everything that you can go with, and then you ultimately knowing what will happen, choose one of those routes. I think that's fucking awesome I don't know and it's it like the so far like the the choices themselves and the events and how they're centered uh have really given. I don't know. They've kind of given life to that concept and given it a lot of, uh, given a lot of ground to walk on. So I, mm. I don't know. It's, it's really interesting too, because like every episode represents a day of the week. So there's uh, something, there's like a buildup to the very last episode uh, with something that's overarching everything that goes on. But there's a lot of in between that kind of stands in your way to that. What's waiting for you at the end. So i don't know there's there's like this sense of urgency to where it it almost puts like this anxiety of like making sure you chose the right way to go about it, but like the anxiety is kind of subsided at the fact that like you were given full freedom of like knowing exactly what will happen and not and and not not being permanent like once if you want to make it permanent, you then like leave the room or leave the situation, and even the game will even remind you like. Once you fucking do this, you cannot go back and rewind it and change it. It's just going to be that way. So are you sure? Like, yeah, I'm sure. Let's do it. (laughs) So I don't know. It's really cool. And uh, I would say like half of the cast is does a really good job with acting. And then the other half is like heavy rain bad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was developed in in on the in the West Coast. I'm sorry, in West Coast, but in just the West period if it was developed uh, you know in america or, or anywhere else so like i i haven't been able to check too much more into detail but so far um they i don't know they did a really good job in the first episode i'm excited i'm it's it's weird though because you know it, it, it the fact that each episode correlates with a day like uh, monday is definitely going to be eventful i don't know so much about a tuesday or a wednesday though
1: yeah, uh, but Wednesday then, evening, not so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wednesday, I don't know, man, but that's going to be the middle one, you know? Maybe shit's going to happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I don't know, but it's cool. It's, you know, there, there there's going to be something relatable there uh, for everyone, and the soundtrack is amazing, especially for me being a music snob. Like, the fact that fucking Sparkle Horse is like one of the bands, like, involved, like, it, like all the music they use are, like, real bands. Mm-hmm. So I I love the soundtrack and it and it 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 takes place in Arcadia. So uh, so far from what I've seen, uh, because Arcadia, that's that's super North California. Uh, Definitely some liberties from what I've seen so far, especially like when you get a full view of the town. But they do try to nail some of the aspects of Arcadia. Uh, But it's just weird that they went with a like a real place but they they took a lot of uh creative liberty towards the how they would portray it. So. Yeah. Uh finally I played Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Oh my god, it is adorable. Mhm. Is adorable. It is also a canvas curse. Like
1: he, just he he claps and he can't clap his hands together. Oh. oh, it's so cute. Yeah, it but it, it's it is I don't
0: know it's weird have you, have you seen
1: that video? Just it's a weird reference. But have you seen that video of the Smash characters how they would really sound when they're clapping in uh in like the victory screen? No. Yeah, what we'll, we'll the show note that I'll I'll remind you. It's freaking hilarious.
0: Oh, like when they're at their victory. Yeah, uh, and, the, and, and 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 like
1: second, third, and fourth place are just clapping. Like someone did a video of what it would actually sound like. It's it's pretty outstanding. It, Kirby doesn't make any sound because he can't hit his hands together. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's really good. But,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, but I don't know if you guys... Have you guys seen, like, Rainbow Curse in Motion?
1: It, it, isn't this, like, the kind of like the... like Is it Claymation or is it, like, yes. like Epic Yarn kind of? Okay. No, it's Claymation. Yo- Yo- Yoshi's like... the one that's going to be kind of like Epic Yarn.
0: Uh, Yeah, Yoshi's the one that's going yeah. to... Okay. It's like Wooly World. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Okay. But, yeah, no, the... <sighs> Like the claymation is so spot on, like it's l- real, real ass claymation. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this game was in development for a while. Like they're gonna be doing clay fighters after this thirty-three and thirty. Uh, you know what? That game totally inspired. Uh, like it, it made me like feel inspired. The fact that that like that was the re- like okay, we've seen uh skull monkeys, we've seen like the fucking what is skull monkeys from the never neverhood in fact we've done we're we're still working on videos for that uh but anyway neverhood skull monkeys claymation uh, with uh clay fighters and claymates and while it's always been like you know kind of cool at some it's it's all been digitized to a point where like you lose the feel like the cutscenes are great and then when you see the in-game graphics, they're like all digitized and they look like they're all flat, they, especially like the Super NES Clay Fighters. Even in Nintendo 64 with 63 and a half, it wasn't all that um, spectacular. And then you see like Rainbow Curse and it it is like Wallace and Gromit, but like still got like that roughness to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But that like like high fidelity in the animation like it. Honestly, it what it totally reminds me of is it totally reminds me of like what I think a new Gumby would oh. look like <laughs> in 2015. <Yeah. laughs> nice, it's sick. really good look, and like all the colors are super like the the brightest ass colors. So yeah, the the multiplayer concept is kind of weird too because I feel like it kind of breaks because it's 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 very much like Canvas Curse, like you direct Kirby, uh, you direct Kirby through. Uh, the levels via stylus and like, like they add certain other uh, caveats like uh, the, the fact that they're they're uh, they're supercharged abilities that you can do by tapping or holding tap that make Kirby uh, partake in certain actions or charges to take out uh, certain variety of obstacles or enemies. But it's, it's Canvas Curse of just a really pretty, pretty realization of it. If anything, the one thing that I don't like is because it like it's pure stylus. Like, uh, there's, like, e- even the menu navigation, there's no button usage. It's mm-hmm. like the moment that game boots up, it's all stylus from the screen. You find yourself very much in a situation where you're staring at the gamepad screen. And while everything looks gorgeous on the gamepad screen, it looks so much better on the TV. Absolutely. But
1: you don't ever get a chance to really focus on that because you're... Controlling it entirely with the stylus, yeah, yeah. That's... So you're
0: glued mm. to looking at the side. Sty- if anything, the people that you play the multiplayer uh, option, the people who get to play like all the different waddledies, they get mm. to look at the TV screen. Mm. Um, also, as far as the amiibo uh, element, it's cool, but so far, the like I- I've gotten far enough to where like the other like in the very like I-, I would say a lot of the first portion of the game but a lot of the first portion of the game like the Kirby amiibo is definitely the most useful one but in the later half it's like it's either Meta Knight or DDD, and mm-hmm. and even then DDD is probably the most useless between the three because he just gives you more life and I don't think the game's that hard to the point where like you're going to need the extra life because even the bosses and everything are easy but uh, Meta Knight gives you more strength and the Kirby makes you faster uh, and just the speed alone is always very helpful. But the fact that like I the, like there's a big stunting factor from there because like once you choose an amiibo, like it is active for that entire day, and you cannot use another amiibo. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you like in that playthrough, or if you plan on playing it again, that amiibo is it's still gonna be there. It's not mm-hmm. until the next day where you're just like, oh okay, now I can choose another amiibo so then they do the same thing if you like used
1: a character on one game and then tried using on a different game it would erase the content from that previous game correct how that works with
0: amiibos okay so well it didn't er like it doesn't er see like it doesn't erase anything like okay so for example like the mario characters uh if you get if you use their smash amiibos Mm. on mario party 10 it's going to delete the smash data on the amiibos yeah that so there that, that like pretty much um other than like Smash, they're the there the, all the other Nintendo realized games that use amiibo like Mario Kart and Hyrule Warriors and everything, just the amiibo like presence there it, it it just unlocks something in the game, but it's nothing like it doesn't affect any of the physical data on the amiibo. Mm. So I don't Gotcha. Know. Okay. So yeah, it, it's I, weird I, though because like even then like they're I Nintendo's talking about how they want to retrofit a lot of, the, like, at least the last year's uh, Nintendo releases with uh, Amiibo support, but they're really all just going to do that. They're going to be, like, these temporary boosts. So, yeah. I it's really like, it's all up to just seeing how Mario Party 10 runs with the mechanic. Um, because that's going to be the next game that really, really uses Amiibo support. Because Smash Brothers is really the only one that does at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, it it yeah, and and then from there, it, hopefully Nintendo, you know, keeps keeps their eye on the ball and sees where they could really capitalize on on making this uh, amiibo thing like really get legs. If anything, if they were smart, they would like release an eShop exclusive game or something like a um, like a fifteen or twenty dollar digital game that that is centered around amiibos that they can use, like they did with Pokemon Rumble Blast. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pokemon Rumble Blast was really hinged on those figures and those figure. Fuck, dude! Like, if you go back and sell, look at the resale value. It's stupid. Like, it is stupid. Like, they're like hundreds. And they're, not, they're not that great either. They're they're cool, but yeah, they're mm-hmm. definitely not worth the reselling price. They're like, not they,
1: on the par like what Amiibo is now.
0: No, not at all. No. So I don't know. I'm curious to see like. There's rumors of a, a Pokemon dungeon game coming to eShop for Wii U that will utilize the Smash Amiibos. So I can I don't know, but there even then there's so many there 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 aren't that many Pokemon. There's Jigglypuff, Pikachu, Greninja, Charizard, and uh, fuck, uh, Mewtwo. That's it, right? Just, wait, those, four, wait, wait, wait. just those five. Uh, All
2: right, mark well, my first words. Hunts mark my words, they're going to make a series called Amiibos, and they're going to be like the tiny versions of Amiibos that you put on. God. And they'll have every one of the Pokemon. Guarantee it.
0: hmm no, no, no. But anyway. And then
2: certain ones will be super rare, so everyone's going to lose their shit. Yeah. Again. Oh, Dude, yeah.
0: I'm yeah. going to uh, I'm just, uh man, I'm going to fucking no, kick the, myself. The, the Pokemon, the... It's, uh, it's Lucario. Oh, Lucario. Uh, Greninja,
1: Pikachu, Charizard, and then me too if they do that one.
0: Wait, Jigglypuff's not in Smash Brothers. I mean, is.
1: yeah, but they haven't. Oh, okay. But you're, not,
0: you're talking about like just overall. Oh, overall, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because like
1: Fuck, I forgot about Jigglypuff.
0: Yeah, they're gonna do an amiibo for every character. Well, I
1: hope Smash. soon they. I, I want like fucking uh Ganondorf, man.
0: Yeah, I, dude, I want Duck Hunt. I oh, want Duck, Duck Hunt, would be and amazing. I want, yeah, and then Mr. Game Watch is going to be this flat-ass fucking, like,
2: <laughs> flat-ass yeah. thing.
1: Uh, Most I mean, no, economical Amiibo. Yeah, no no three dimensions whatsoever. Sorry. Uh, that's funny.
0: No, because, like, and, and you know that you know what's crazy is that, like, they, people have discovered that they're literally going to do an Amiibo for every character because somebody hacked one of their Amiibos and was able to basically modify it into being any character in the game. Mm. so that way when they put it on their gamepad it registered that yeah, character that they that character. modified it to so they already have all the groundwork for it yeah mm. so then, like and they've also like even though people were kind of like are they gonna do one for every character yeah they're doing one for every fucking character so yeah it's crazy I'm at like I'm at 19 amiibos I'm burnt out and there's what how many characters There's like 43 characters
1: uh, yeah something like that yeah
0: dude like I can't hang
1: I'm done yeah, I can't blame you, dude. I, I have 10. That's about what I'm doing for now until
0: I get Lucina and Ingrid Ninja. Those are the only ones... I just want the ones that look cool. That's all. Just the cool-looking ones. Yeah, but dude, like, some of them, like, Falcon and Toon Link. Toon Link, man, is crazy. Even Bowser. And, like, they, they did a good job with, like, the size. Yeah, with
1: Bowser especially. I can't wait to see what Charizard's gonna be like. Like, how hefty that thing's gonna be.
3: hmm
0: Yeah. Um, I just... I don't know. I... <laughs> I I really hope that, like, if, if, like, the Mario Amiibo, which, it you know, the saddest thing is, is, like, the Mario Amiibo that are coming out are going to be way more successful than Mario Party 10. Like, people aren't <laughs> even... Love the game itself, I think people will buy the game because it comes packaged with the Mario Amiibo just because of that. Yeah, it's going to be, like, <laughs> a... Fu- it's going to be the new Fling Smash. Oh, so. because it came with the controller. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck is Fling Smash? Oh, yeah
0: forgot came with a controller yeah so I fucking I don't know dude Um, but anyway I think it's about time we head over to our uh, our future topic what do you guys say Mm -hmm. sure
2: sounds like a good idea
0: right so hey you guys mm. featured fucking topic game reviews um we write them we're actually going to have we've been talking about the reviews we're going to have out we we always do that on the podcast too. And be like hey you know i want to talk more about this game but i feel like we should have the review out and that'll fully go into it so like I think my biggest question, and like, I don't know how objective we can really be, considering that this is something that's part of our livelihood to the site, but we want to try because we're always an advocate for our listeners, our readers, and and everything else that we do where you guys uh, follow us in in any way, shape, or form. We want to be advocates for you guys. Um, So we figured, let's dabble in it. I mean, do... Do you guys honestly feel that video game reviews have the same—I uh, don't want to say prestige—but do they do they hold the same importance that they used to?
2: They do not. I don't but, think they do but, at all.
1: But, but but do game reviews are they important based on the person using that review for like a purchasing decision or or to like I mean I I just don't get like like in what purpose is the game review not? as yeah, important you're right. as so it used like, to be like, I, I, I think you have to kind of come down to, okay, so, and I'll let you finish there. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. Um, Is there some kind of controversy now with reviews that's kind of becoming under scrutiny? Um, or is it just because of games coming out that have not great reviews of games that were supposed to be like big, huge successes? Like, I, I guess I'm trying to see like, why now are we questioning reviews? Cause I've kind of personally, even though I, I write a review, I've, I've always questioned reviews.
0: Like from a personal level, I question who they're for
2: now. Yeah. And like, I mean, toast sort of uh, sort of poses an interesting question: Is uh, are people more using uh, a review for a purchasing decision, or are they looking for reviews to? Um, to uh, match with their with their expectations and their and their opinions like are they looking for confirmation that what they feel is right
1: that's why i think most reviews are for a lot of people that people will make that purchase and then go back to the reviews to see if oh maybe it's a good thing i bought this game or no i shouldn't have bought this shit what was i thinking like they, they just want to be like oh i want to be you know reassured that my purchase was well made you know what i mean like they don't use it as a tool to Maybe. Oh, that's the other thing. I, I think that sometimes they either use it as a just to reemphasize, OK, I should have bought this or I shouldn't buy this. But a lot of people will use it just like, well, this one website that's really well known says this game's junk and I shouldn't play it. So I'm not going to give it time of day. And I feel like that's not what you should do. I don't think you should ever base your purchasing decisions solely on a review or one review. I feel like it's a good tool to use uh, in educating yourself on a game. Uh, but I, I, don't feel like you should ever use it just like, well, so-and-so at, you know, big game website, uh, says don't buy this game because, you know, they don't like it. So I'm not going to buy it either. You know, while all the time they have the big ad right in front of their page for that said game that they actually reviewed. I, I don't know. That's me personally. I, Which, I we'll,
2: we'll get into yeah. that in a few minutes, I'm sure. Y- but, uh, yeah, but say, yeah, I feel
1: like you'd be on the same page. I feel like you'd be the same mindset to like, don't. Don't read into a review as like this is the only reason why you should buy a game or not buy a game because of what I said. Because no, you do I this, mean, you do it's... you do this in a video format, and even then, it's like you're just giving your point of view on exactly. something.
2: Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it never used to always be that way. I remember mm-hmm. back when, uh, well, when I started collecting games and really sort of getting really into it, and uh, like especially like when I had a Dreamcast and in the early PS2 era. Um, I would read Electronic Gaming Monthly strictly because they had three or four people writing a single uh, writing for a single game review. So it's not just one person giving it a nine; it could be a nine and eight and a six, you know. And mm. they, they'd all have their different point of view. So it was it was a lot more useful than the single reviewer uh, structure of many websites of the time.
1: Yeah. And that's you bring up a good point. Like, yeah, like back when they had multi-scored reviews, you had three inputs from three different people. So you kind of could see the pluses and minuses of the game. Now, mm-hmm. you know, you read a review from somebody that either liked the game or didn't like the game. But, you know, even though they're meant to be impartial, you might have someone review a game, you know, and they, they play a lot of that genre, you know, like. They might have reviewed uh, the new civilization game very highly because they've played other games in the series before me. Personally, I'm not very familiar with the series, so I might not enjoy it as much because I don't have that level of experience in that genre. You know what I mean? So like you kind of have to have those multiple viewpoints like you're right. I think you should have someone reviewing it. That's like, okay, I've played a lot of this style of game and then maybe someone that didn't play as much. I feel like they'd have totally different views on the game itself.
2: Like if you and I were to write a review for I don't know Thunder Force Four, yeah, I, I,
1: obviously you being the expert would have one opinion. Me being kind of the novice would have a probably a different opinion altogether. Exactly. But, right. but you have to you have to appeal to either of those type of players. I think because that's honestly Sarah, when you do your reviews for Bullet Heaven, I feel like that's what you kind of do. You you offer the information from okay, if you play a lot of this genre, you're going to understand what I'm talking about, but right you also have to kind of give information to a casual audience that may not be familiar with that genre. You can't assume anything when it comes to a review. Like if right, you assume, right. if you assume any one person's reading that and knows what you're talking about, you're not writing the review correctly. Like you have to kind of explain everything. Like if I <laughs> type RPG, I mean, you don't know. Someone might not even know what RPG means. We can't assume any of that. Um, and I feel like we, 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 we do, we kind of in reviews, even ours personally, uh but other reviews on on uh, various websites and publications kind of just assume too much of the reader and they don't really take the time to approach it from different angles um do you think it's just a, a lack of
0: time or um i think it's lack that of effort? and i feel mm-hmm. like the environments are changing to the point where like the you know in the past when getting a game ahead of time uh, there were there were certain environments like sunset overdrive for example um, Sunset Overdrive even had like special messages for reviewers, which I thought was gross, but you know, funny and in the same respect. But I don't know. It is. It, just but why weird. gross though? Why gross? I mean, they're not trying to say like,
1: "Hey, you better give us a good score, or else we're not going to send you any more review copies, or we're not going to work with your website anymore if you don't review us well." Like, no, but about? it was
0: cheeky it, it, in in a way. They kind of did though, slightly cheeky. Um, uh, mm. but it was it was you know it was facetious more than anything. But the. the <sighs> What the point I'm trying to make is, I feel like they're now reviewed in environments that aren't true to the final product of the game. uh, uh, That 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 the game becomes. Uh, I mean, case in point, I mean, SimCity, uh, and even then, Sunset Overdrive. A lot of the multiplayer sections uh, of the game, I didn't have uh, nearly enough uh, fidelity with connection as I did prior and and not only that like oh man like a big one it's like assassin's creed unity which i've i've gone you know, I over and over. Say,
2: right yeah yeah but yes. i i mean it, i mean it was it was a whole nother thing though with that because they stayed the uh, the embargo until like noon the day it came out and yeah and,
1: and, and usually you know when that happens you're like oh this is a bad sign like any 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 publisher it's like okay well you're not allowed to review this game until it's already released or even like in the case of unity like you won't Receive a review copy until the game's released. That's like you know that something's up if that happens.
0: Yeah, I just the the thing too is like with with that whole situation mm-hmm. is that I feel like reviews at this point are are not so much for the reader anymore, but they're more or less for the publisher and how they gauge. Like I feel like. There, there's so much emphasis on like the uh, analysis and uh, overall critique and performance on Metacritic that mm. it, it's now like unreasonably influence like the the careers of these studios, like to the point yeah. where like you know, I and, and again it's really weird because there are so many times where like I've been put in a situation whether it be at Retro here or especially at 148. To where it, it sounds like I'm just fucking slamming the game. And I'm really not trying to. Because I want to respect the fact that there are people that like poured their lives into this game. That's, that's like an element that you don't really see. But from a journalistic standpoint and, you know, for, for justice to the, the, to the consumer, the, the reader, the person who's digesting a, your thoughts on this game as to influence whether or not they should give it like any sort of thought themselves... Uh, it, that you don't want you don't want to ease up or kind of like look at it subjectively of like that or, mm-hmm. or it's just it, it's going to cloud like it, it, it's going to be a disservice ultimately to that reader and like you just hearing things like you know I always think about it but like uh, I remember Anthony Gallegos mentioned that like when him and Arthur uh, back in IGN when they reviewed the Metal of Honor game and like that review went live on IGN the studio once they saw the review live they all literally just started packing their desks as if they knew like yeah we're gonna get fucking dropped and sure enough they did and like it, it's just weird i feel like if anything it's more of a gauge because like more and more i'm showing that just word of mouth and social media and just mm-hmm. us like us talking about like us the fact that, like, we were playing all the games that we played and what's in your console without really reviewing them, just giving our impressions of them, like, now have more of an influence. Just people just talking about games. And it's, like,
2: that's become more... It's kind of the way it was when it first started out, though, really. I mean, back in a day when, like... It... For for like the the eight bit and sixteen bit eras, video game magazines were especially prevalent. Like there was a couple like EGM and I think Computer mm-hmm. Games was a Computer Gaming Monthly. I think is what it was in the eighties and the early nineties. Yeah, but there was um, also Game Pro, and then after that, uh, no, no, was... no, 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 no game Game Pro was quite a bit further down the line, though. Like no, uh, it, we're talking, was... we're talking like early, early Game Pro was was well into the nineties. It was.
0: I I'll get back to you on that because Game Pro. Is very close to the time frame the EGM was, and then there's also Sega Visions and Nintendo Power. Yeah, well, uh,
2: Nintendo Power is a little different too, right? Uh,
0: yeah, but, uh, that, it,
1: that was yeah. that
2: was also published in the 90s as well.
0: And also, I never really
1: thought that Nintendo Power could be like, you know, um, objective. Is it, well, is it unbiased? Objective or
0: uh, is it's uh, the same uh,
1: thing. It's made by the same damn company. They only review Nintendo games. Like, it just,
0: I don't know. Just. Uh, you'd be surprised. Like, I, I think Yoshi's Story actually didn't get a very good score mm. on Nintendo Power. I say know. Like, 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 official Xbox magazine. I'm like,
1: ah, I can't really. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but I don't think I could really trust that publication because I feel like the reviews maybe going to be skewed in the favor of uh, you'd some be games surprised. that maybe Like, official
0: uh, OPM?
1: Like, j- fucking. I, I see it in Game Informer. I feel like Game Informer gives unrealistically high scores to some games that don't do as well, probably because, you know, it's associated with a store that sells and does reserves on games. You know, I I, I, I feel like I feel like you're right though. You kinda of mentioned it before. I feel like it's more to the benefit of the publisher. There there's too many people involved in the review process to maybe make it not a a true review uh, for, the for, the for, for the benefit the of the consumer. For the benefit of the consumer, yeah. World um yeah, I, but, I think yeah go
2: but ahead. to get back to get back to what mm. i was saying before we go completely off yeah. the rails on my thought mm. uh you know comparatively speaking especially from the uh the late 90s in through i guess around 2005 2006 that was the biggest uh sort of uh era for printed video game coverage right mm. and so before that though word of mouth was a very important thing and that's uh, obviously where a lot of uh a, a lot of people got their information from their friends from their family is this a good game is it not you know and at that at that notion i feel
0: like there i don't know there there were a lot of circumstances that came in because like i don't want to say that reviewing games is a science that that anybody can do because i feel like there's a a certain level of passion and there's a certain uh way of uh, not only interpretation, but a uh, a sense of relation that that you kind of need to have, and that that's all dependent on the party involved. I don't think that everybody can do that because, like, at the end of the day, you could know exactly what you're talking about, but you you have to still tell it in a manner that everybody knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, it that's why I don't think it's an exact science that can be uh, started. By the way, eighty nine, ha. Gotcha. It's a game pro this year came out, mm. eighty nine. Mm. So, um, so
1: my my number one concern with reviews point. and what I feel like it's become uh as opposed to what it was, um they've always had this in reviews, but I feel like even now it it's used as merely a a a, a basically like a if you're making a checklist of, you know, good things or bad things, like this is something that just falls into a checklist now is the actual score itself. Um, I've talked about several times on the show and I've talked about with, you know, George and everyone else that works on the site. I, I've never been a fan of review scores because I feel like when you're describing a game and you're talking about the benefits and maybe just some of the, the things that you don't like about a game, I feel like just assigning a numeric score or a letter grade to it doesn't really fully embody what, how you feel about the game. And I feel like a lot of times people will strictly just go to the review, not even read the content and just scroll down to see, okay, what score did it get? Like they'll go to, you know, a publication say, okay, I want to buy this game and then go down. What score to get? Oh, okay. It's, it's a, it's a low score or what's the Metacritic on this game, you know, based on, uh, you know, uh, cumulative scores, uh, that have been compiled for this game. I, I, I don't like that. That's for a lot of people, how they base their decision mm-hmm. is strictly just on, on, number or grade. uh, I, I feel like it, it would force people to read the actual content of the review more if there wasn't, like, an assigned number or letter. Uh, I know some places do do that where, like, they say, it's like, you know, basically it's a simple yes or no. like Do you buy it or don't you buy it? Yes or no. Or some places do, like, a you should buy it, you should rent it, or you should avoid it, you know. But I, I feel like any of those things, I just it doesn't fully embody what a review is supposed to be like, like basically someone's description on how they played the game, how they enjoyed or didn't enjoy the game. that's what it should really be. I feel like when you try to assign it a number or score, that's just, like you said, it's just for the benefit of the publisher or, you know, the person that made the game. I don't Uh, feel like it really helps anyone.
2: At the same time though, I I don't know that I can fully agree with that because Mm. in series three of bullet heaven, we tried a no score approach. And while it was workable, uh, it, It didn't do what we were talking about real justice because outside of uh, like at first it was just like, yes, buy it. No, don't buy it or use caution. But there's still the six point. We we always had the six point uh, system, which each had five stars. So how Mm -hmm. good is the control? How long is the game? How how ingenious is it? What are the graphics like and the sound and so forth? But when we went to the we went to positives and negatives for series three. And once again, it didn't have a final score like an actual numbered score. Mm. Uh, that that was only really added when we started um, when we started putting scores on our uh, on our made articles, actually. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which was that started, I guess, in series four. But uh, basically, uh, the pluses and minuses ended up confusing a lot of viewers. <laughs> they they wanted mm-hmm. to know exactly where we stood on the game, yes or no.
1: But then again, that's not really necessarily your fault. I think it's yeah. the fault of people being I mean, just it was, associating it was, that with a score, you know?
2: It, w- it was also viewer feedback, too. They said, well, do you really need to put a score to it? And we said, okay, let's try that. And it didn't exactly work. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer having a definitive u- uh, end score using the six-point basis as its average. So now it'll take everything uh, from each of the six points, which is out of out of five but down to the quarter point and then it puts it into its uh, its final <laughs> yeah. score at the end and yeah.
1: I, I think I'd almost even like appreciate it more if it was just like you know if you had the six points and each had its own score but you didn't like average it to an overall score because then like you know for someone like me it's like well okay gameplay is good audio not so great but you know like it would show me like okay here are the areas I'm really interested in in a game hmm. you know and if these are scored higher than than some of this other stuff then maybe I would still play it like, there's been so many games, I can't right. even tell you, there that, are I played that I enjoyed, but they weren't great, they weren't reviewed well, but I still enjoyed them.
2: There are times where, we make the, uh, where we'll make the executive decisions that, yeah, maybe the uh, the game isn't worth the sum of its parts, and it may get lower or higher, uh, uh, a, a lower or higher score for that, but we always explain it while we're saying what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
0: score, the, when we moved to a score system, that was just reader feedback, like even though, by the sum of its parts, we were able to convey uh, our 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 feeling about it, I wasn't necessarily vague. But you know, somebody didn't really feel like people have. No matter how much we want to deny it, we all have this compulsion to where we want to we want to see a definitive grade that uh is symbolized by something that's why there are titles in the world that's why there are labels in the world i mean even though you know the the whole rat race of doing anything that we do is to try to go and deliver beyond the label of what we aspire to be or want to do because we want to be more than that we don't want to live up to some fucking grade the grade itself is helpful for those who uh in a sense still need more than that kind of need that it's like a it's that necessary evil of reassurance that people still fall back on now do I think that that's been abused yes I feel like people kind of just skip to that part and completely neglect everything that that comes before it thinking that that is all that's necessary I mean you know that's that the, the, I'll always go back to reference it. There was a, um, the karate kid review in EGM was literally a fucking one sentence review. Just another karate game,
3: mm.
0: you know? And it, if anything, it's, it's almost, it's a, it's definitely a commentary that can still be looked up at, uh, looked upon to this day. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I don't think that there's, there's certain, Moments of journalism that I don't think is as ballsy as it used to be because, yeah, there are a lot of parties involved. And whether we like I I can say we're always going to be objective in everything we can we do and we everything we do is us being completely truthful and honest to the capacity of which we can be. Um, But, yeah, I. You know, reviews are. (laughs) There, there's still something there. I think there's room for them to grow, but they, yeah, I think they definitely lost a bit of their significance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but we we try to grow ours, and we're looking into doing video reviews too. So, I feel um, like a lot of
1: it has kind of gone to that more of a video content, like with Twitch streaming and and things like that. People will watch almost the entirety of a game being played even before they they go and make the purchase decision of well, should I buy it or not. But then it's like there's no mystery involved of, well, I need to play the game and experience it for myself because, you know, basically people will just watch a good majority of the game already being played. Like, well, what's the point? What's the benefit of then going and playing it or even buying it then at that point, you know, mm. yeah. um, I, I've always thought that reviews should be meant to, as a consumer or just as a video game enthusiast to find someone or a publication that does reviews, um, with interests and, I guess, similar, um, you know, appreciation of games and, and genres that parallel your own. You know, I mean, we had that, I think all of us had that, at, you know, with one up uh, various EGM writers and contributors that would, you know, have certain, I guess they like certain games. They like certain styles and, you know, you could parallel your interests with theirs. Like um, anything Retronauts did, you know, that for me was not only just to, you um, get reviews of games that I was kind of interested in but they were also informative like they taught me a lot of things I wasn't even I still even to this day um will listen to a Retronauts podcast about a series or a game that I've never even heard about before and I feel like reviews should always be informative first and foremost and never used as like a a like should I go out and buy this game like you're not ever going to break out of your comfort zone if you don't try something new and it might be expensive. You know, it might be you buy a game. It doesn't live up to your expectations and you know, whatever you can
0: make. And more then you money. might buy the order 1886 for $60. Yeah.
1: But, but like if, if I had always based my ideas on just reviews or what I'm going to buy based on solely just on reviews, I'd miss out on so much, you know, I, I feel like it should be something to maybe guide you in directions that you were maybe not sure about taking before. Um, there's a lot of things I've personally have broken out of and played other genres and other series of games. I never would have any interest in because of people that review and, and and cover those games. So I, it's, I I never look at me writing reviews as a service. You know, I I sometimes don't take it so seriously, which I think I should, but I feel like anyone that goes out and tries to inform a consumer base on a game or a product, they kind of have a responsibility to those people you know, to give them information to the best of their ability. So from a personal level, I kind of do think I should take that more seriously because I don't ever want to sway somebody in one direction or another. And then, you know, feel like, well, they bought that game because I said it was a good idea and then they don't like it, you know, but you, you kind of, you're not always going to have the same opinion. You know, that, that's what makes it so interesting. Like, it's just, you True have that. to look at it from that standpoint, but you know, I, I, I hope that sometimes we get back to a, a place where, like you guys said, like reviews uh, of the yester year, um, where it was a lot of word of mouth and just talking about it and conversating about it. But that's hard to do with a written article. Yeah. I, I think a lot, Live and it mostly is, it's just audio podcast or, or, or video, uh, you know, video streams and that sort of thing.
0: This is very true, but mm-hmm. I think we've really said everything we've had to say and hopefully, uh, Hopefully reviews uh, do improve. Uh, I, I think, uh, if anything, too, uh, one last thing is... <coughs> excuse me. Is that there's... Because there's been this whole uh, stigma with games journalism because of all the all the events that transpired in 2014 and the the conflict of interests between the relationships and interactions of the people who make the games versus the people who cover them, Uh, people have kind of uh, sort of magneted uh, like I want to say they've what's the word that I'm looking for Uh,
2: gravitated thank
0: you they sort of gravitated towards uh, user reviews and I I feel like when user reviews get involved because at that point like and the very same breath that I mentioned that I don't want there to be like this established science uh, of video game reviews, there's definitely uh, an unwritten law of how you go about it and what you do. And, you know, what Andrew was mentioning earlier, that like your main honestly, your main objective is, is to be informative, informative just to the point where like you can even even in your personal opinion at the end of the day, if this is not something that you recommend should be visited by anyone and you've talked about like what it can do right and what it can do wrong, that somebody can still see like their points where they they may find more forgiving than what you do. So they'll they'll basically take your review with a grain of salt, which is fine when that happens sometimes. I mean, it's going to happen and for all intents and beings it should just because everyone is different and I encourage that. But I, I kind of feel like there's, there's a, I think there's a certain level of prominence that I want reviews to come back to that are at the degree in which it does a service to the consumer and not so much to the politics of the industry of the game itself. Just like, I
2: would, uh, I would actually go so far as, uh, as to say that, um, if if it's likely that a magazine is going to be re- a magazine or or um, or like a website is likely to get money from the publishers by which they, their uh, reviews are, are from, then maybe uh, it's it's not going to be as accurate as you might think. If you're going to read a review from someone who isn't being paid from a large publisher. And giving their honest, uh, honest feelings about uh, about what makes the game tick and whether or not it was good or not, that's probably your best way to go. So, the more money is not a factor, the higher the trustworthiness actually is. <laughs>
3: hmm.
2: Well, on that note,
0: uh, g- give us your money here at yeah. Uh, Mailbag money, <laughs> M- <laughs> money Money hat. I review everything five out of five. Yeah, if you ten. can send me to those call of duty hotels and helicopters like i Mm. will i will tell you i will write anything that you want i would like a
1: jeep please give me give me a call of duty jeep
0: and i will jeep wrangler uh Mm. 16 2016 something
2: like that yeah
1: call of duty call of duty edition yeah
2: and thus sarah was the last bastion for for proper critical video game review you wave that
0: flag proudly, sir. Yeah, I you will do it because you, like I said from the very beginning of this show, you're the only one left, dude. Mm-hmm. Ten out of ten. Yeah. All right. You, let's are, the, fucking, you are the one. Let, let's let's put let's put this puppy to sleep. Sure. Oh wow. That was dark. <laughs> yeah. What? Actually, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. That, that, I started kind of... I started dark. I think George eventually had to just finish it. Yeah, it, I, it, it, it kind of speaks as a degree of how much, by how much did the internet ruin you. So, mm-hmm. if you enjoyed this uh, episode of Press Pod Radio, episode 93, feel free to subscribe to us on the iTunes, as well as you can check out our page over at SoundCloud. We're also on Stitcher Radio and... Sc- Ooh, fuck. On Scatter Radio. <laughs> nice. This is a, a boipey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you can do that. You can also come and join our Steam group. We're... I would like to go ahead and get an official game night uh, game fest going uh, after GDC, you know, basically capitalize on the fact that we will not be going to PAX East this year. So we can we can definitely try to do that sometime this week when when I'm uh, up and going for it after the events of GDC. Uh, so there's definitely that you guys can also check out the reviews that are going to be hitting the site. And as I mentioned, I will be a GDC Will be a presence there for Press Podge Radio, so expect a, a, a GDC-centric podcast as well as plenty of uh, written editorials over a lot of the panels and announcements and any of the games that we we touch upon there. Uh, and then, yeah, you can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, also follow us on Instagram. We're we're trying to go ahead and generate more uh, traffic there, and uh, keep an eye out for our uh, Play Play special. We're going to launch a very first uh, Play Play special. I mean, we were sort of doing it with Vanillaware games, and then we, we got really distracted there when we didn't finish looking at all the rest of Vanillaware games. But uh, we're going to definitely follow through with Bonk uh, for just intensive purposes of being educational and just looking at a fucking... a lot of the weird fucking games that Bonk has been in. We we did all the main Bonk games, uh, and, I mean, we, we got really creative on it. We somehow um. managed to capture... Uh, Uh, To spoil one of the videos, we captured Bonk's Return, which released on uh, Java platforms for fucking mobile phones everywhere in 2006. So, it it definitely got. I think
1: I'd watch that for sure.
0: Yeah, well, and it also let you. But I mean, it it was played using a razor, um, or razor, at least razor hardware. uh, If anybody remembers that, that's how you know you're old this day and age. If it's (laughs) fucking, if you say the words Motorola Razor, if Um, your phone flipped. Yeah, exactly. If your phone flip. Oh man. Kinda reminds me of the like there is this college humor uh, video, uh butterphone, you guys should look that up. In fact, we uh, well fuck it, we'll show note that. So you show guys notes. show notes. Show notes. We'll, we'll we'll go ahead and cover that. But yeah, there's that to expect. And um, get I know you we...
2: watch me do a super play of Airzonk, which is nifty.
3: Mm. Yeah,
0: that's that's gonna be the uh, end is there's a super play at the very end of Airzonk. Uh, and it, it, it was educational for me because I've never beaten Airzonk but I also don't really like Airzonk as much as I like Super Airzonk which we've also uh, will be covering uh. <laughs> anyway um, so there's that uh, Five Nights at Freddy's 2 Games Club is still going to be on uh, we got to find a uh, date and time frame for it and yeah just a, a bunch of other stuff but uh, definitely keep on the lookout uh, I mean the day that this podcast goes live, man, it's just like there's going to be tons of shit hitting the site. Uh, Sarah, anything from Bullet Heaven?
2: Yes. And it's going to be a doozy. But we've got other things, uh, lined up too. Uh, a few publishers have, uh, gotten back to us on, uh, some really neat stuff that's going to be coming up. So, uh, look forward to side-scrolling mech action in the coming future. Uh, top-down running guns. 70s robot anime styled stuff and even a few classics for the uh the genesis man
1: sounds amazing
0: yeah and uh well other than that uh if you haven't already as well subscribe to our youtube at youtube.com slash the ppr broadcast and you can also follow us on twitch uh world kitchen will be starting real soon so I, i definitely would love all of your support there so you guys can uh, root me on and see how well I fucking do because, you know, burger time's my jam. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I believe that's it. You can also check out my other work at readretro.com and uh, subscribe to Retro Magazine if you haven't. And I, th- I want to
3: say that's it.
2: Oh, we nailed if, if you uh, find it in your hearts to go on over to SMP Music com, you can listen to my jams. Maybe throw us a few bucks, and that, of course, goes directly back into production for Bullet Heaven. So you'd be directly responsible for the perpetuation of the best show dedicated to the shoot 'em up scene. Uh, and, you know, you can fill your holes with some music that I made, which I guess is pretty good according to some people, or so they say.
1: It's great. Don't yeah. listen. It's really uh, good. Um, it's really good, yeah. You need a soundtrack to just make your life more complete, and that's, that's what it is.
2: And we have a new one coming, a new uh, new album that's in the Thank works right goodness. now. Pre-order it. Can,
1: can I pre-order it right now? <laughs> right, right now? Can, I, can I hand you money? Okay.
2: You cannot. I've got five tracks done, though, so at least there's that. Mm-hmm. And
0: for all of your shopping needs, whether it's, you know, local or importing, be sure to check out what we're currently endorsing on the website through Amazon and PlayAsia. Uh, even, even just looking through, you can just do some window shopping. Every little bit helps, so... Please check that out over there. And with that, I I believe this, this fucking thing is done. Mm-hmm. I'm. Oh my god! I am not ready for GDC. I'm not ready for the alcohol. God's GDC. sir.
1: Yeah. Don't hit the wine so heavy this time, man.
0: I was it really bad last year?
1: Mm, maybe the year before was one where you guys got pretty bad.
0: Well, I mean, uh, if no, you're, not it, not me
1: not you no yeah. okay i know who you're talking about
0: <laughs> but yeah i don't know Probably. i did get i got i got fucking white girl wine drunk uh at the mm-hmm. mixer at ign last year so the mixer should actually be tomorrow night you guys can fucking wish me luck anyway good luck yeah you, good you, luck. you don't mean it this is georgie boy's axe uh toast
1: reminding you to always not do anything i say
2: and this is the original Ser signing out.
0: Yeah, believe it, folks. He, I'm serious. Not a fucking word. Please stop. Yeah, don't do anything.